How you doing there, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Draft Show here on Roto Grinders. If you have not seen this show before, we are going to be drafting some lineups on the Draft app. If you haven't signed up for the Draft app, sign up using the promo code Grinders and get a nice little free ticket, little freebie. Just get to throw it in there. If you win, you get free money. If you don't win, then well, you didn't lose anything. But fun app, fun show where we're going to be drafting lineups and you get to play along. If you guys haven't already done so go ahead and follow me names right there genie for zero seven follow me and you will get a notification every single time i create a draft which is nowadays only during this show follow me along right there top right corner press follow you follow and you're good i am joined by the great jsu i don't think you've done one of those shows before have you yeah, uh, I might have done one like once this year, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun show. I think I did one with Crane actually, like a month a month ago. But this is a fun show. I, I love doing this draft show, so I'm uh, I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's a fun show. It's it's fairly easy. It's a fun app. It's a great. I mean, I I play less for baseball, but during basketball season, I'm pretty much on draft for ten hours a day, um, just constantly throwing them in. So. I do like baseball, and we got some nice little promos on here. They have the World Series of Fantasy Qualifier. Go ahead and get in one of those. If you win it, then you get to go to the eight-man qualifier. You win that, you get to go to San Diego, get the same package as the FanDuel Live Final, just a whole lot cheaper prize, smaller prize pool, better payouts, or at least better payouts top to bottom, a little bit more concise. So sign up for that. We also have some promos. Guys, if you haven't downloaded the SharpSide app, you're being a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Download it. There's a streak contest. You have the longest streak in July, and you get $1,500 in FanDuel credits, or up to $1,500. I can't remember the specifics. Devin's going to drop it into chat, and go ahead and get signed up for that. And also, don't forget to put your RG badge on your websites. You win something, you get something. It's that simple. You win a certain contest that we are running a promo for, and you get free premium for the month, I believe. Devin will also drop that to chat. He just did. Looks like he's on top of things, but I'm ready to do some drafts. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Can't wait. Who's your number one pick? Tell me now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It oh, all depends. Come it, it, on, it, Grant. It depends on where I am drafting. Uh, you got to be quick on this, by the way, so get ready. I'm creating in three, two, one. Boom. Created. And it's created. 500 invites sent out. I'm popular, no big deal. Uh, I don't really have a top player. Like, Morton, I guess, is fine. It's different in every single format. Um, like, honestly, might go for Blackman, might go for Springer, might go for Bregman, might go for Arenado, maybe Yelich, maybe Trout. Honestly, there's not a bad choice, but it really depends on where you're drafting it. I like stacking a bit in these things. So if I'm going to stack, I need to know where I'm drafting it. If I get in the 10 hole, my first overall pick is probably going to be a guy that I can pair with someone else. If Springer's still around in the 10th hole, which he probably won't be, and Bregman's still around, I go Springer-Bregman. If it was Blackman and Dahl, I could go Blackman and Dahl. It's one of those things where I want to be able to stack up a little bit. So it's all depending. Who's your top guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really going back and forth on uh, Blackman and uh, Yelich, but I, I think I'm going to lean Blackman just because it's in cores, and I, I always lean cores, especially – when we're talking about on these, you know, draft apps, I just think, you know, getting one or two hitters in cores is definitely a great way to go here today. I mean, oh, you know, a lot of good hitters, though, on this slate. Uh, it's 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 really tough. Like, we got Trout, Yelich, Springer, 
Arenado. There's just so many good bats. Um, outfield is loaded. I like some of Dodgers outfielders. So, I mean, it's tough for me. And then a bunch of pitchers too. So really we could wait on pitcher a little bit. Yeah. I mean, let's just look at the pitchers right here. Two, four, six, eight, ten. The tenth worst pitcher is going to be Aaron Nola. So Aaron Nola or Ode Rizzi. You don't need to take a pitcher at all until the, your very last pick if you don't want to. I mean, there's slight deviations. Obviously, I'd rather have Morton. I'd rather have Corbin. Both of them are in great matchups, great pitchers, huge amount of upside. But it's not a marginal benefit to take them that early um, if there's still good, really good bats on board. I mean, we have Coors on the uh, board. We have a hot Texas game on the board. We have seven or eight teams with over a five implied team total here. There are bats abounding here. So I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, at least when, when I look at it, you know, Morton, I think is the safest one. If we're just talking about, you know, safety on these things, uh, he'd be the guy, like I'd go with number one, but if I had the number one pick, I'm not taking him. Um, so I kind of agree with you, you know, I, you're sitting at five. He might actually fall to you. I don't like, I don't know um, if you'd still go back there. Like I probably would, but you know, I'm picking all the way at nine. And if he would be there at nine, I'm, I might think about that. As I said, you don't really need to draft a pitcher, but let me look at these bats. Like five's a weird pick. I mean, I guess I can take Springer or Bregman or I'm going to go with Springer. I've got a little plan for this. That's going to be ruined immediately once the fifth round hits of this first draft. Uh, but there's one guy on the board that has a messed up projection that people are going to forget about. Well, so uh, for me, at least on these things, um, you know, we just saw, you know, outfielders except for Arenado go. And um, like I said, outfielders loaded at the top. It'll be interesting. You know, Morton just went, um, you know, I think there's a ton of outfielders even down lower that people might forget about too. So, I mean, like I love JD Martinez today and I don't even see him in the top outfielders list right now. Like he might be just below it, but he's one of my top guys today. And uh, I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, who's someone you're high on? Um, I'll tell you when I get to draft him, I can't tell you because he is way too low projected and I'm going to be able to get him probably in the fourth round. But uh, there's a lot of guys that I'm high. I'm, I'm real big on the Tampa Bay guys. Uh, this guy going up against him, not good at all. Terrible uh, numbers in triple a, like he was with the Indians, he got trade over, and so they had to throw him into the, their rotation because they're all horrible. Every single Baltimore pitcher is horrible. Baltimore bullpen's horrible. So I'm playing on a whole lot of Tampa Bay guys. Um, to me, their price tags are a little bit too low. You can easily stack them up. I mean, over on DK, we got Meadows, 4-4. Four, four, Lau, 4-2. Bam, 4-2. Choi, 3-6. Adamas, 3-7. Zunino, 2-6. You can easily do a Coors tampa bay double stack and like have money for pitching yeah to totally agree um I, I don't know i think the red sox oh someone just took the red sox one too like i think the red sox outfield is really sneaky today um you know bats martinez I, I think they're getting overlooked i love stacking those two guys together um which is the guy who was in the 10 slot just did that but i, I like that strategy a lot you talk about stacking who's some of like besides Tampa, you have any other top stacks? Like for me, I, 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 I actually really like LA today. Um, 
another another team that I think may come in a little under the radar just because they're facing a, a good pitcher in minor. But um, I, I think, you know, taking some bats, you know, pool holes, Upton, who are a little further down the list, uh, obviously Trout, you know, guys like that um, are some of the guys I'm targeting. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that at all. Sorry, I got a multitask here. Uh, yeah, they're a decent stack over on draft. Like Cleveland is a good stack. Um, obviously, you can get either the core stacks. They're great. The Dodgers, the Angels, Tampa Bay, like there's a lot of good stacking. You mentioned Boston. There's a lot of good stacking spots here on draft today. So um, for tournaments, I might stick to like the high totals. I mean, obviously, Tampa Bay is my favorite. I like Coors. I like Texas going up against Suarez. A lot of people will be a little bit lower on lefties considering it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but Suarez is not a good pitcher. So I'm really not terribly worried about that. Cleveland's on my board. Um, an off-the-board stack is going to be Pittsburgh. I mean, Hendricks has been decent. Gives up, like, he used to be a, just an extreme ground ball pitcher to both sides of the plate, but he's changed up his pitch mix this year where he's striking out lefties at a huge clip, but he's also giving up a lot of fly balls that he's of hard contact. And their prices are just too low. I know they had that monstrous outburst yesterday, but they've been hot recently. They've got some good bats, and their prices are right. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, it – there's so many games you don't have to be like crazy off the board but I totally agree with the Pittsburgh call I think they'll be very sneaky um I really like the Dodgers today um a lot especially on this draft app um just another team tons of lefty power uh Bellinger Jock Muncie those are you know obviously three of the top guys but really high on Muncie today um one of my top overall plays so I, I think the Dodgers lefties are really in play. And then, like, the righties against Milwaukee's Chase Anderson, like, are, are kind of sneaky, too. Suarez, Senzel, um, he's a reverse splits guy, Anderson. I, I think that's kind of sneaky, too. People might forget about him in tournaments. Darn it, my guy just went. Alvarez, uh, currently at a .8 projection. Was hoping I'd get him with my next pick, and that just completely screws over my strategy here. So now I'm not sitting great. Uh, I liked him too today. I saw him down there too. I didn't know that was the guy though. Yeah, gosh darn it. Um, well, there goes my full stack. Oh well, but yeah, he's he's way way too too lowly projected. I think they're assuming he's not going to be the lineup because he's not a great defensive outfielder. But his power is more than enough to make up for that. Where they're going to throw him in. Um, so. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe he's not in the line, but if he is, then he's one of my top plays on the entire slate. Yeah, I like that call. I like that call a lot. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at about to pick next. There's so many infielders. Like, infielder is also, like, really loaded today, too. Like, I'm just looking at two guys that are still on the list, and they're, like, two of my top infield plays. I'm taking one of them now in Muncie, but like Moustakis, he's still he's still here. Uh, that that's a great pick. You getting him in the third round, end of the third round, going into the fourth round. Like I love Moose today. Yeah, yeah. I I mean Moose is fairly good at baseball. He's in a decent spot. He's in a great hitter's ballpark. Rorick struggled greatly versus lefties. I like all the lefties there in Milwaukee. It's kind of the same scenario we had yesterday going up against Molly. It didn't work out great, but Roark's a decent pitcher that just struggles heavily to lefties. So, 
Yeah, targeting any of those guys is not a bad idea at all. Um, what pitchers are you looking at? Like, who are going to be your top plays in tournaments today? Uh, I just noticed that Jock is out. Darn it. There goes my stack. <laughs> um, yeah, so pitching today, I mean, I really like Matt Boyd a lot, especially from a strikeout upside. Like, I think he's got um, some of the highest strikeout, highest strikeout upside on the slate period. Um and he just gets a free-swinging White Sox offense who, yeah, maybe they have some power and, you know, he's a lefty. But at the same time, um, even if Boyd gives up a home run or two, like he could still strike out 10 in this matchup. I, I, I love him today. Um, it's tough for, like, the win because, uh, you know, you never know what that. Detroit's not that great, but – I still love Boyd. Like I, I, I think he's my favorite in tournaments. If I'm talking about like some of the higher price guys, I think Morton's everyone's consensus number one. Is he or is Corbin up there? I feel like Morton is. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like from a safer perspective, uh, in Tampa Bay, in a pitcher's ballpark like Baltimore, you know they get a ballpark shift downgrade. Um, and Morton's just been solid. Patrick Corbin, uh, I, I think you're right from the standpoint he's probably number two in, like, the safe pitcher. But uh, I think Boyd has up more upside than Corbin, even in this matchup. Like, I, I think Boyd has more upside. You know who has the most upside on the slate? No. Are you going to say Zach Allen? Nope. I'm going to say Trevor Bauer. Um, Trevor Bauer. Okay. I, I was ready for one of your like weird, crazy takes. I mean, the most point per dollar upside on the slate is clearly Ronaldo Lopez. Oh yeah, well. Oh, he is going to crush. I mean, I think I think everyone agrees with you there. Yeah, he's only projected at twelve percent ownership. He's not going to go that heavily owned because there are a whole bunch of options. I mean, at slightly more you can get Beatty. At slightly more than that, you can get Flaherty. There are options all the way up and down the board. There's so many pitching options on the slate. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, Lopez look, dive into his numbers. They're not good this year. Look at last year. Great versus righties facing a lot of righties, a lot of strikeouts in that lineup. And Lopez's numbers are so bad because look at who he's faced recently. He faced like Texas in Texas. He faced Texas again, but he's bad versus lefties. He faced Minnesota. He faced Boston. He's faced every good team. It seems like. And so he could crush today. Like, his numbers are not reflective of how good he is. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it, you're playing him because he's, you know, on other sites, he's cheap, but he's also got a great matchup um, against Detroit. Detroit's just terrible. You play, play pitchers against Detroit. Like, you know, Mike Miner went out and went nine innings against Detroit, you know what I mean, uh, a couple days ago. And I, I was playing Mike Miner and, so, you know, we got him at like 8% ownership. It's just one of those things where like people, you just sometimes have to play the matchup, whether it's a really good pitcher or whether it's a pitcher who's not that good, like a Tyler Beattie or a Ronaldo Lopez. A, a Tyler Beattie, another guy who goes up against San Diego, who, you know, at times strikeouts against right-handed pitching. Yeah, they have power, but they still strike out against righties. So, I mean, Beattie's another guy I guess you could look at. Oh, yeah. Beattie is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, him and Lopez are going to be my SP2 in virtually every single lineup, I would have to assume. 
they're just so underpriced and the matchup is so favorable. I mean, we saw what Shark did yesterday. By the way, I did not expect him to be only 20% owned. I thought it was going to yeah. be 40. So I was playing going all in. I saw that. I'm like, I maybe drop it down, but people pay way too much attention to Vegas odds and look at this Padres team. 4.7 implied odds against or implied total against him. Detroit 4.5 implied run total against them. And like a lot of that is has to do with the bad Chicago bullpen. Realistically, Lopez is probably more pegged towards a four implied team total if he has a decent bullpen. He doesn't go that late into the game. The bullpen's probably going to get beat up pretty badly. So, yeah, um, I'm real, real big on uh, – real big on those two guys. They are just – they are just too darn cheap. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I was shocked too. I played one lineup yesterday, and – I, I went with Samarja too, and I, I was shocked that he was only like 20% owned. It was, was kind of wild, especially on such like a short slate, obviously. Um, I don't know. People just – like sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and play not-so-great pitchers when they're in good matchups. Like it's sometimes you just got to play the, the, the matchup game. And uh, I don't know. I feel like people sometimes are just afraid to do it. Yeah, we're going to do a hitters-only draft, so get ready for this. Um, creating in three, two, one, created, boom, nailed it. Man. Oh, man. I don't You weren't around back in the days, but we used to have these shows on multiple times a week and it was an absolute blast, but I'm, I'm, I do miss these shows sometimes. JC, get in this. I'm, I'm, I didn't get it. Update, refresh. Gotta be quick, buddy. You gotta have quick I... fingers. The secret is when I say create, you press refresh, and it should immediately show up. There you go. I got in it. Some reason it didn't pop up. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Again, like why when I say create, press refresh on the main screen, and it'll show up. You got to be quick on these shows sometimes. But have you done any hitters on the draft? Too fast for me, Grant. Too fast for me. I do talk fairly fast sometimes. I'm not entirely sure why. You know what's weird? used to have a stutter growing up. And was really quiet. Oh, maybe that's it. You're just not, now you're just all over the place now. Yeah, I like quiet. to go opposite. I like to go the exact opposite of how I was as a kid, which is why I grew a foot. Oh, is that why? Yeah. You should have gave me that info earlier. I wish I was taller. Come on. Yeah. Well, well, you're probably you're probably in better shape than I am, so it balances out. Probably, but still five foot six. <laughs> I mean, and tried to play basketball as a kid, so. Yeah, well, you're probably quicker than me. And that was the problem with me is I went to a smaller school, and so I played basketball. I'm six foot three. They're like, all right, center, center. You're one of the only people that's over six feet tall. Problem was, I wasn't very good. Yeah, that happens. That happens at times. <laughs> yeah. Height isn't everything. Yeah, it took me a while to grow into my myself. Let's just let's just put it that way. I was very uncoordinated, very lanky, and very like fat with no muscle. So it's not really a great mix for sports. Hence why I started golfing. There you go. There you go. Oh man, I golfed a couple a uh, couple days ago. Oh, out there for six and a half hours. Golfing's just not for me. Can't do it. It's. Were you it's drinking long. during it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were drinking. It was for my cousin's bachelor party, but it it was just, it was too long, man. I got sunburned and I never get sunburned. Like 
I just uh, no to golfing. I hit the ball well though. Uh, I hit it straight, so I, I was happy about that. That is generally a good thing. You most of the time want to hit it straight. Um, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's not for everyone, but I'm a big fan of sitting and doing moderate amounts of movement. So sitting in a golf cart for I, mean, I hate walking golf courses now. If I have to walk a golf course, I'm just not going to play because I'm lazy. But just sitting in a golf cart, drinking beer, hitting golf balls, it's, it's a blast. Plus, I grew up golfing. So it's once you actually are good enough where you're not worried about losing 15 balls in a round, it helps quite a bit. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Let's see if I can get this to work this time. Great. You're going to get the guy you, you were praying for last time. Are you going for that same stack or did you just give up on that? I mean, I went trout with the first one. Um, I mean, in all likelihood I might go for him in the next pick draft. I love stacking, but I only take stacks where I have some, where all the guys I'm going to take have power upside and are good batters. So stacks like Tampa Bay, where they're all in a good matchup, obviously they're facing the same pitcher, but Lau, Meadows, Pham, Choi, Garcia all have, a lot of power so I can get a home run out of any of them if I can't get a home run out of my guy unless it's a 10-man uh draft on a bad slate then I'm not going to draft him it's just that simple I mean power is most important when you only have four to five hitters on your team a home run is the most important thing by far like RBIs runs are not worth a huge amount I also like guys that walk because it's kind of like FanDuel and it's worth the same a walk and there goes Alvarez son of a biscuit man I should have done some drastic for him. Did JD already go? Am I missing something? JD already go? No, he's still on the board. Good luck. You got five seconds. You got three seconds. You got no seconds. Uh, You got Jock. I got Jock. Who's not even in the lineup, is he? He, He's not in the lineup today? Well, I I thought you said, okay, you were saying Jock already got taken, not that he wasn't in the lineup. I didn't think that we got the Dodgers lineup, but. As you can see, no. my notifications don't tell me what the notifications are. Um, yeah, problem with these how shows. Far, how far is – oh, my God, he's way too far down this list. That is just that – is, that is not – that's Oop. great. JD. JD is way too far down this list. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Um, but there's so many good bats on today's slate that I, it, it makes sense that he's that far down because – I mean, there's Coors on the slate, obviously. There's Texas on the slate. And there's just hot weather all over the place. I mean, even Cincinnati, it's 90 degrees out there. And that's one of the smallest ballparks there is. So, yeah. I mean, there's bats everywhere. So, I'm not surprised at how far down they are. Yeah, I just think Thorin, I I, I feel like he, you know, could get hit around good today. I mean, he's due to give some some really hard contact up to uh, right-handed bats. He's got a 42 fly ball percentage to righties and a 38% hard contact rate. So, I mean, he's going to give up some hard hits to right-handed bats. I think Boston is a team that could definitely get to him. Um, you know, obviously his splits, he struggles a lot more to lefties, but the Red Sox are obviously good enough to, you know, get to him in this spot. And I think, I think they come in a lot, very overlooked today. I mean, it's a 15 game slate with 10, teams with over a five and five team total everyone's going to come in uh under owned and oftentimes fading cores is a good idea and 
looking at their ownership, I don't think they're going to be high enough owned where it's a good idea today. No, this is like, remember the last 15 games late I think we had was like the Yankees were super chalk. And uh, I think the Padres ended up coming. Padres were like everyone's favorite pivot. And the Padres ended up coming in like at the same ownership as the Yankees or something. They were, like they that. were quite a bit less. They were half his own, but they were still way too low owned. So yeah. in my tournament, they were like 15% owned, which was like right around what the Yankees were besides uh, like two guys. Yeah. You were at the higher buy and stuff. And yeah. I think mostly the ownership was on San- or on Stanton and judge. And that's why. Yeah. Stan, Stan and judge had most ownership. Everyone else was. Yeah. 10, 15%. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, the Yankees, you can stack all nine players. So everyone's going to come in a little bit too low-owned. Um, it's just the way that things go. And so, yeah, like, anytime you have a team like that where the deep one to nine, lower ownership is going to happen on most of their guys because people are still playing guys in the eight hole. Yeah. What's this? Uh, oh, my pick. Hold on. It's just about the... Let's see here. Who do I want? I don't know. I don't know. Got to be on top of these things. Set pre-draft like I did not. Tatis, gosh. How That's good is he? That's my guy. Oh, he's, he's so good. That's, oh, my gosh. I've just, been one off, I've just been playing him as a one-off like every day. It's just he's like so good. it's incredible to me how many good one-offs the Padres have. Like – Honestly, one of the best moves in DFS is to do like a 4-3 stack with a Padres one-off. You go Reyes, Renfro, Tatis, Machado's when he's in the lineup. Even Hosmer isn't that bad. Like, Or you can go with Francisco Mejia, who's actually pretty darn good. Um, it's just they're always so – Padres have been my favorite team all season long, and they're the best team to stack up when they're actually in a decent ballpark because they rely so much on power. So if they're in a good hitter's ballpark, they can – destroy anyone ah gosh i love the padres this year so much and tatis is he's becoming one of my favorite players in the league yeah the padres is like one of those teams where you want to take like one or two bats usually at most but like they really do have a ton of power yeah you want to take one or two bats at most because they play over in petco half the it it's kind of the same thing with oakland they're very similar to how oakland was last year they have a bunch of guys with a whole lot of power, but they play in a bad ballpark, and people overlook them when they go on eight to ten gate or eight to twelve game uh, home stands. And so when they go on the road into a place like Milwaukee or into a place like Cincinnati or Coors or something like that, they oftentimes go overlooked. And of course, you just stole fan for me. Real dick move. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. I can't be angry at you. I can't be angry at you. Uh, well, since we're talking about so many Padres, Hunter Renfro. I mean, BD's all right, but he's not great by any means. No, um, listen, he could give up two home runs, and like three home runs easily in this game. But I mean, the big thing is like he doesn't give up fly balls to righties. doesn't give up a lot of hard contact to righties. He just walks them at a massive clip. He's purposely pitching away from the hitters in order to avoid home runs. So that's why he has a decent K rate, and that's why he has a high walk rate. Um, he pitches exactly how he should, knowing that he can get some, and do some soft contact and get some ground balls to righties. Um, he has a pitcher's umpire today, which makes me love him even more. Uh, and Padres just don't walk is the thing. Like Garcia walks at a 13% clip. 
outside of him, no one's over 6.5, except for, I guess, Renfro's at 8.5. But everyone just doesn't walk. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited to play BD today. I am. Why do you think he's yeah. going to come in at, as ownership? I mean, I thought he was going to come in lower owned than Lopez. And I you're mean, telling me Lopez is at 12%. Oh, let's see. Let's see what we got. Let's see what Jamino has. 9%. Holy fudge. Yep. I might just (laughs) I might just play him and pray. I'm going to have so many Lopez BD lineups. (laughs) It's going to be beautiful. I mean, I think that's like one of the ways to do it, right? And just stack up whatever you want. I mean, it's going to be so easy to get any bat you want. Yeah. Yes, it most certainly is. Um, and there's so many good, like, high price stacks. I mean, I mentioned Tampa Bay and how good they were, um, like, how cheap they are. But you got, like, Dodgers who are going to come in at minuscule ownership because of their price tags. You got uh, the Rangers have might have the Shields leading off, so it's going to be a little bit different. But a lot of the guys in that lineup are pretty expensive. You got both Coors teams. You got uh, Milwaukee, who the lefties are crazy expensive today. There are so many darn good stacks today that are high priced. We're paying down for guys like that is going to be fantastic. Man, I love Fran Mill too. Even though that one day yeah. the, the Padres were chalk, he ends up putting up a goose egg, I think. And yeah, he crushed a lot of people who stacked the Padres, right? He 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 did nothing. Yeah, he him and there was Naylor, who's actually a decent bat in minor leagues, hasn't really transitioned well to the majors but he's got some power there like these Padres has just been collecting so many good prospects for so long and now like all their all their uh what's it called all their pitching prospects are coming up and they're all great all their uh hitting prospects are have a huge amount of power and so if they just get some discipline and start walking they're going to be ridiculous it's it's they're going to be a fun team to watch in the next few years yeah, uh, another uh, guy. We we haven't really talked about the Cubs at all. Do you like any Cubbies today? Like I'm big on Schwarber today. I think he's just a really good play today. Are you are you on the Cubs at all? It's Schwarber and Rizzo. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to attack lefties against who's pitching. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, against Musgrove. Musgrove's all right versus right-handed batters, and there are some good ones. Like I don't mind a little mini stack or a full stack with Baez and Bryant. Uh, but it, it's mostly just those two lefties that I really want. So we're going to create another draft. We're doing pitchers only because I can do what I want. I'm an adult. So you ready? You ready to hit the refresh button? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I got, I'm, I'm ready to do this. All right, three, two, one, create. Boom. Got to get in here quick. This is a quick one. Only five spots in here. Pitchers only. It's not something that most people like to do that much. And I only made it a five-man so that we don't get stuck with those four trash pitchers at the end. Oh, someone got in before me. Are you kidding? Wow. All right. Well, you're Wait, doing analysis on this. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the analysis as you guys go. People are fast. Grant, you have too many friends. Apparently. I mean, I've been doing these shows for a while, and it was always weird. Like, I'd go and I'd pop off 400 auto drafts during f- basketball season. And I get like 20 new follows. I'm like, why, why are you following me just based on the fact that you've seen me do this 20 times? That's, that's probably time. why, because you create like 100 drafts during basketball. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just auto-drafting, so I'm throwing it in the lobby. I have my set rankings, and 
that's that's pretty much it someone in youtube wants to know who would you put on your dream team i mean honestly alvarez is in there blackman arenado um oh, i thought we were talking basketball for a second i got oh. confused <laughs> oh on dream team for basketball um bobon first first pick obviously. come on grant get, get out of here oh who has Bob. the best per numbers in the entire nba in nba history or plus minus number yes he leads the nba nba history in some efficiency category so because he leads the nba in an efficiency category you're, you're taking him because he yeah, plays because like I love that guy eight minutes a game <laughs> um yeah it's not my fault people won't give him more playing time because they're dumb it, yeah no they're not dumb he can't move side to side <laughs> like when you like, when your wingspan takes up the entire like length of the court you don't need to move side to side oh it was it was for mlb we we screwed that up Sorry, i figured I it was but then someone actually put down the nba yeah i saw someone post an nba dream, dream team uh i don't know who's your mlb dream team that's I mean, are we talking all time? I, I guess. I mean, Bonds, Trout are the top two guys. Pitching, uh, gosh, pitching's tough. I mean, I would just say Randy Johnson because that's the that's the guy I think of when I think of like great pitcher. Like I, I loved Randy Johnson growing up. So, but right. I mean, I loved it. Like I first started playing fantasy baseball when him and Schilling were on the Red Sox. And going for one of those two guys, knowing we're going to get 330 Ks a year, was beautiful. Um, but yeah, gosh, that, it's tough with baseball. First base, I don't know. Like, I, I just, uh, Pujols is probably first base. Second base, it's, it's, it's tough once you get like A Rod at third, um, Griffey, Bonds, and Trout See, in the outfield. I'd have Cal Ripken at third. Well, you can throw either one of them in at third or short. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's see. Barry gotta... Bonds is Barry Bonds is definitely a lock, though. Hundred percent. Yeah, with or without steroids, Barry Bonds was incredible. Yeah, Pedro's yeah. got to be up there. Pedro's got to be one of the top guys in your rotation. Um, let's see. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. Yeah. I have in the outfield. Yeah, sure. it's Griffey, Bonds, and Trout are the lock for the outfield. Yeah. Like catcher catcher's tough i mean if we want guys a guy that's gonna hit bonds uh, i guess it's uh, uh who is it jorge posada jorge posada's up there piazza's up there he wasn't a great Mike Piazza, yeah he, um yeah. yeah gosh that's a that's a tough one <laughs> i guess we basically have the entire thing like rick so uh did we mess that up and someone wants to know for dream team picks for draft app? Yeah, no, I already kind of said that. It's Arnado, <laughs> it's Arnado, it's Blackman, it's Alvarez, and it's probably Bregman. Uh just go with those and then for your pitcher, it's either I would throw in JD, but no no problem with those. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean JD's gonna go with much lower ownership. It all depends on the size of the dream team. Like a three person dream team, you're going mostly cores and you're going Morton. Um, in bigger dream teams, you want to go a little bit off the board. So go, go with guys that can hit some bombs and have a little bit of a stack correlation in there. You want to throw Bauer in because he has the highest upside on the slate, and he's going to go fairly lower owned than most of the guys here. Oh, gosh, this is not great options. Just because right of the matchup. 
Go with your boy BD. Yeah, yeah, I did. I went yeah. with BD. Uh, just yeah, he's stripling. Stripling, I, I like. I just don't think he's gonna get the ending. I don't think he's gonna go deep enough. Someone's someone's saying Randy Johnson, Pujols, and Trout on the all-time team. Is that is that okay? I understand not putting Randy Johnson in there. Obviously, there's pitchers back in the day who had drastically better stats. But Pujols, people don't remember that he was an MVP every single year back when he was with the Cardinals. He was putting up 350 batting average and 40 home runs, 50 home runs every single year. If you don't think that he's potentially the all-time greatest first baseman, then you you probably got some problems. Yeah, okay. I, I would actually agree with you on that. That's yeah. not a crazy take. Yeah, like guys you can't argue with um, are Bonds and Trout. And that's pretty much it. Like, those are the only two undisputed guys that would be on the dream team. It's that simple. Bonds was better than anyone ever. Maybe then because of steroids, but that doesn't matter. Those two guys were the best ever. After that, it gets yeah. a little bit more dicey. You guys have guys in the outfield like Griffey, Sosa. You've got guys that just were great in the steroids area era like McGuire. you got all sorts of different guys that just hit tons of bonds. I mean, Mays obviously was fantastic on both ends of the field. But... Like the two guys that, yes, I'm going to put Pujols over Lou Gehrig. First of all, people are better nowadays than they were back then. Like it's it's that simple. There's a Babe Ruth in today's uh, majors would be probably an average player. He was super athletic. He was a fantastic player at the time. He was better. Well, at- what if he's taking steroids like everyone else or HGH or whatever you want to call it? I mean, I guess if he would have just stopped drinking, yeah. he might have been. <laughs> No, I, I, I can't get on board with that, though, because, I mean, these guys are, are going to have all the – think of all the things we have now that, like, those guys didn't have back then. It's actually more impressive what they did back then without all the type of stuff. I mean, these guys, like, recovery for these guys are, like – it's so much different now. We have so many more, like, tools and things for these guys to get, like, ready for tomorrow's game. And, like, they didn't have this stuff, like, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And these guys were still playing, like – I don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. It's just my opinion. But, guys, really, you're arguing about Pujols. I get that he turned bad when he went to the Angels. But he also – I did, is he – was he actually the age – was it him or Soriano that turned out that they were five years older than they thought? Uh, Alonzo Soriano. Me. Don't think I've said that name in years. Um, I'm going to create another draft, by the way. You ready? Hopefully. All right. All you do is you go to the main screen that has a star. As soon as I say create, you uh, scroll down or you scroll up, whatever it is, to refresh, and then it'll pop up. I'm creating in three, two, one. Create. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of great first basemen that are in the discussion. To me, it's Pujols and saying that I'm crazy to say Pujols. Is ridiculous. I'm going to look up his numbers now. Because um, he was just on another level over everyone else for, what, a five-year span? Did he win four MVPs in a row? Um, he won five MVPs in a row. Batting Wait, three. I'm not getting your your updates here. Uh, refresh. Are you on the right screen? Don't be on the baseball screen. Be on the main screen. Yeah, I'm on the main screen. And the I'm fire, still... scroll down, update. It should be up there Fast at the top. Fast invite? No. Uh, 
does it say my name on it? Nope, that's not you. Man, uh, just did you get a notification for it yet at the top? Are you notified? Now I did. Get in. There's one more spot left. There you're in. Yeah. Pujols. My thing's just my thing's slowly updating. I don't know why. I'm just getting angry at the Pujols thing. Ah, will you stop at the Pujols thing? People just don't. Luke Gehrig, Pujols. All right, it's different error. You can make the argument for any of them, but saying that it's ridiculous to say Pujols is like I, I don't understand how you can say that. Before 30, he was hitting, what, 330 for his career, averaging 40 home runs a year. The worst year he had, he had 32 home runs and bat 330. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on Pujols, so I don't know why you're getting so tilted about it. It's just everyone else in chat. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, man. Yeah. In any case. Whatever. We, we went on a whole long tangent here. We should probably get back to dissecting baseball. Top stack on the slate for you is Boston. Uh, top stack. on the, I, I think for me, it's going to be Dodgers in tournaments. I like the Dodgers a lot. Yeah. No, nah, no, I don't mind that at all. I mean, they're going to go lower owned. What I mean, do you I, think about like the Texas lefties? Like, are you, or do you think they'll come in lower on just because he's a, that they're going up against the lefty? Like, what do you think? Because it's one of the only two good, like, really good hitting, hit, uh, hitting spots, like hitting parks in baseball. It's like the second best, and we only have like a few good like hitting parks on the slate. Yeah, and Suarez just isn't a good pitcher at all. Um, let me double check his stuff. Yeah, he doesn't really throw a slider a whole lot. His out, his best pitch is a changeup, so he's going to be a bit more splits neutral. Using a lefty against him is not a bad idea at all. As, no, like, I like I like lefties. I mean, he's given up some hard contact against lefties this year. I mean, I, I I think it's actually interesting in tournaments just to stack a bunch of the lefties. Like they got power in that in that on that team. Yeah, like I said, um, he gets more hard contact to lefties than he does to righties, and he doesn't strike out either a huge clip. He doesn't really have an out pitch for lefties. His real good pitch is his changeup. So that's just inducing soft contact to righties, but it's not nearly as good versus lefties. So he's going to be an extreme fly ball pitcher with hard contact versus lefties, and he doesn't have great K stuff. So all these guys with high strikeouts who are lefties, Mazzara, Gallo, are both going to be heavily in play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with lefties and Gallo. I mean, anytime he's facing a low strikeout pitcher, it doesn't matter which side of the plate it is. Uh, he's going to mash. Yeah. Yeah. I I love Gallo. Even if you're just taking him as a one-off, like I think he's great play today. And with so many people, you know, in the outfield, so many high price outfielders to go up to, um, it's just like, you know, they're not, none of them are really going to be too crazily high owned, I think. Yeah, what do we have Gallo pegged at, I wonder? Um, Gallo's pegged at 4% like ownership. Five, it's going to be yeah. higher than that, but not by much. Oh, we got yeah, Debo in this. Higher. It's like 6 or 7. I don't think it's any higher than that. Yeah, he's always 6 or 7% in tournaments. Uh, tell Grant I miss taking his money. Well, it seems like I haven't run into the draft. I, I play mostly football and basketball. It's too hard with baseball with the lineups coming out and too many guys are going to not be in it. It takes too long to actually – did – who dra- – NY Jets just drafted Story. Story's still on the IL, right? He's not coming back today, right? 
I don't know. I saw someone write him up to in one of the surveys on RG. Um, so maybe he is. I don't know. It's a good question. That'll be interesting. Um, I'm going to Google it because Google Google's neato. Google's um, the best. Yeah, I don't see anything about him playing today, but who knows? Maybe. Man, I still remember the first day he came into the league. I was winning everything, and then he hits two or three home runs in his first start and knocks me out of first place in every GPP. It was it was not great. And you'll never forget that. Nope, no, I won't. There's certain ones you never forget. Um, and, and do you just blame him and not play him all the time? Uh, no, I still like play him quite a bit. Okay. I was going to say, that's, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see, another one I forgot. DeMarcus Cousin, no, DeMarco Murray, uh, running with a 10-point lead to run out the clock. He gets like 40 yards and knocks me out of the live final seat. That was a bad one. Uh, Yasiel Puig, bottom of the ninth, down eight runs, hits a two-run bomb to knock me out of the live final seat. Those are the ones that I really remember. I remember Russell Wilson taking three knees in a row and the last one moved me out of 10K. I remember that in a live final like four years ago. That was tilting. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah. Let's see. There was – was it Richardson for Miami? Misses two three-pointers in the fourth when I'm two and a half points back um, for a live final seat. That wasn't great. Man. Oh, we could gosh. just go on to I could just we could just start rolling off like tilting experiences that we've had. I think yeah, there's a, I think we could do a whole show on this. I, yeah. I know I could spend at least 45 minutes. Yeah, there's so many just giant ones. Oh man. Oh gosh. Great, great, great job I have. And of course Alvarez gets taken before me. Every time. And Tatis. Oh no. Oh man. Oh, what do you think about the Kawhi news? You just waiting for it, like everyone else? I'm I'm dreading it. Like I I don't want I don't even I don't want it to happen. Like it's it's just gonna ruin the rest of my week. And you know I'm going to Florida for the rest of the week, and I know it's just gonna come in the next like day or two, and it's just really gonna ruin my day. I'm so super excited how- for it. I love how are LeBron. You excited? How are you excited for the Lakers? That- Let's be honest right now. The Lakers will have the best three basketball players in the world. Like, or fine, three of four, if you want to put KD above one of those guys. But it's not crazy. You can put Steph above those guys. You can put Steph above any of those guys. No, stop it. No, I, like, yes, he's amazing. But from just an all-around standpoint, you would pick AD over him, Kawhi over him, LeBron over him. Maybe. Like Kawhi is the best. I would, I would put Kawhi above all of them, but I'm Kawhi, saying Kawhi and AD are the best all around basketball players in the world. And it's not even close. Like I mean, you're talking Paul about offense, terribly far behind him. If you're talking about offense and defense, AD can play outside, inside defense. He can guard pretty much anyone. Like, I know I'm saying PG isn't too far behind him. Not too far, but AD is a talent. It's just, I'm, I'm sorry. He's just way ahead at Paul George just cause he's six eleven with you know like can just pretty much like block shots do everything pg's a great defender but i don't know on offense i don't think pg's as good as ad i don't think that's crazy either 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm saying you can make the argument. I'm right there with you. I think they're the top three players, but I'm, I'm saying arguments can be made. It's, it's sports. Arguments can be made. This is going to be interesting who they end up signing on the veteran minimum contracts. I mean, someone's going to go, someone's going to take obviously the minimum to go there and win a, win a ring. Oh yeah. I was really thinking JJ would wait. Like I was really thinking Reddick would wait and, and you know, if, if that happened, cause he would be perfect on that team. Like yeah, that's but, exactly who LeBron wants. Yeah. But the problem is like, I don't think he's made enough money in his career to justify going for a ring because of that. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. He's I'm trying made to... a good amount of money. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's not like guys who are also getting a ton of sponsorship deals, guys like Chris Paul, Harden, like guys who are making hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of their career, who like they, they money is less of concern for them. I'm trying to think of yeah. what veteran could possibly go end up going there. Like it's not like the days with who was it, uh, Gary Payton and Carl Malone going to the Lakers to win a championship, signing for small contracts. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of guys who have made enough money in their career. I mean, that's the thing. I I think people are going there, just going there to chase the ring. I don't. I don't think it comes down to money if they want a ring. You know. I know, I know what you're saying if they've made enough money in their career, but to go there for one year just to get a ring, I think it's worth it. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's probably what we're going to end up seeing is a bunch of one-year contracts. Um, hey, how about this? What do you think about Philly? Philly is going to be fun. Um, I, I, they're just going to be a nightmare matchup for virtually every single team. Yeah, I, I think defensively, that's the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big Ben Simmons guy. If, like, I don't think he's very good. Uh, you can't win. You can't, like, you shouldn't be making $100 million in the NBA if you can't shoot a lick. But he's good at dribbling and passing and, you know, pretty good on defense, too. He just, like, on offense, he's he's handicapped with – he can't shoot. I mean, maybe he'll just spend all offseason shoot, trying to yeah, knock Yeah, I thought that last year. <laughs> it still didn't work, so I don't know. I mean, it wasn't as exploited two years ago as it was this year. No, you, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, who to go? Going with Brantley. Brantley's always a guy that just never gets enough ownership. Oh, we probably got to get out of here in a minute. Who's up next? Is that Holden and Kirk? Yeah. And then we got... Dean and Stevie, good old Stevie. Ah, Stevie, Kirk. Huh? Love those. Stevie and Kirk, my guys. Yeah. Holden, too. He's Holden's he's, a good guy. He's good. Yeah, I mean, I Holden brags on me, so you know what? He's not a good guy. Forget about him. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I had a show with him for the first time on Sunday morning, which uh, obviously. Someone took Ronaldo Lopez right before I was going to take him. Those sons of biscuits. Son of a gun. Uh, all right. Well, I think we got to get out of here. Give me one, one hot take on the slate. One hot take. Uh, Fernando Tatis hits two home runs. All right. I am going to say that Ronaldo Lopez and Beatty both score 25 plus points. I like that. Yeah, it's ballsy. All right, guys. It's been fun. 
good draft show. Again, sign up for the draft app using Grinders. You can get on with us next draft show we have, which is later this week. So it's time for us to get out here. It's been fun, JSU. Good luck on your contest tonight. I'm out of here. See you, kids. six of my favorite plays on yahoo including some bats i think are vastly priced some elite weather spots we want to hit and a starting pitcher i think is way too cheap who are we talking about belly up to the fantasy bar and find out Welcome in, guys. Tuesday edition beers, daily fantasy six pack back here once again in the fantasy bar, giving you six guys fresh off the tap on Yahoo. Five hitters, one pitcher, and of course, my favorite play, the beast of the night. But we've identified some value plays and some great hitting spots. We'll get to that in a second. Couple house cleaning items. First of all, sharp side. If you don't have the app, go and get it, guys. Sports betting is the future but sharp side a completely free app that's going to give you odds props all kinds of information but why you need the app we're starting a new contest the street contest fifteen hundred dollars in prizes available thousand dollars in FanDuel credit to the winner prizes all the way down to the top 10 what do you got to do simple you make your lock bets your picks you feel good about none of those minus 300s we don't allow those anything minus 140 or below is going to be considered a lock bet once that bet wins you make another pick. Whoever runs the longest streak through the month of July is going to win that $1,000 in FanDuel credit. Best of all, free to enter. Can't beat that. Now, also, while we're talking Yahoo, guys, I know we're talking baseball here, but fantasy football right around the corner, and Yahoo has launched their best ball content. So get over there. Get in some drafts. Great way to prep for your season-long draft. Get ready for DFS. But Yahoo, in the best ball game, make sure you get over there today and join some best ball drafts now let's talk baseball over on yahoo for tonight's slate gonna find some buy lows for you we certainly did that here in the outfield austin meadows just 11 dollars. definition of buy low is get the guy at the lowest price we've seen all season long and that's what we get with austin meadows here at 11 dollars. i know it's been a struggle here for him but talking about almost a 400 woba against right-handed pitching. And I know we don't have any stats on the pitcher on the other end. I'm not going to try to say his name. Mr. W, we'll call him. But I have a good feeling here about Austin Meadows going to break out of this slump. In fact, the beer gut. And what is that? Not only the thing you look down at when you drank too much beer, but the intuition, your gut play, and that's Austin Meadows for me. Too cheap here tonight on Yahoo at $11. All right, let's dip below $10 here at second base with Derek Dietrich, just $9. So recency bias here should help us out. People look at box scores, they don't see a lot of production, they're going to move on. But what I see, the second highest ISO in all of Major League Baseball behind Christian Yelich against right-handed pitching at 384. Kidding me? I'm getting that at $9. Sign me up for that. The Woba over 400 here for Derek Dietrich. Now Chase Anderson been very solid against left-handed hitters this season, but we do have a 42% fly ball rate, a 34% hard contact rate. You guys know I love that mix there. And elite weather conditions here as well. Dew points in the 70s, something I've talked about over the years. But go check it out on the weather page. Kevin Ross done a great job with that. But hot, humid, great hitting conditions and an elite price 
at just nine dollars. All right, we got to play a catcher on Yahoo. Try to mix one in every so often. We're gonna roll a JT Realmuto, just ten dollars. Another price I was shocked at. You know, I don't include many catchers here, but when I see a guy like this at ten dollars, I definitely want some exposure and knock that catcher position out, which we know can be a pain in your butt sometimes. So, was injured the other day. I do expect him back in the lineup, and if he is. Great news. Guy's swinging a good bat. Three multi-hit games now over the last five. The numbers, really good for a catcher. 263 ISO, 384 weighted OBA. It matches up very well with Dallas Keuchel's main pitch, and that's that sinker. Uses it 57% of the time. 417 is the Woba for Real Muto. And Keuchel in a struggle. Coming back midseason here. 501 weighted OBA allowed an ISO approaching 400 and only a 10% strikeout rate. So very hittable pitcher here tonight. Price just way too cheap. I'm Yamuto at just $10. All right, back to the outfield. Another elite hitting spot in Texas. We're going to go to the other side with the Angels. Outfielder Justin Upton, $15. So again, hot, humid hitting conditions, and that's what we want. We're going to get a lot of that, obviously, in July, but a bigger total here than you'd expect. Mike Miner on the hill. You wouldn't expect a team total at almost six, but that's what we have here with the Angels. And I think people are going to see Mike Miner. They're going to be scared away. The guy's been great, no doubt. But I want some exposure here. Vegas is telling us, get into this game. And I definitely want to do that with Justin Upton. Not a ton of stats this season. This is a guy with a good track record against lefties. 388 ISO just two years ago in 2017. Struggled a little bit last season. But overall, over his career, talking about almost a 370 weighted OBA. Miner's been good. But again, that hard contact is there. And when you mix that with the weather and a 37% hard contact rate, with Justin Upton, good candidate to go yard here in Texas tonight at low ownership and at a nice price of $15. All right, we're going to keep the prices down in the mid-teens. We're going to go to first base with Matt Adams, $13. So you guys know, one of my favorites here. Love getting Matt Adams in the six-pack every so often. I like this spot for him. You see that ISO against righties at 282. And a nice elite high value hit rate as well at 11.5% here. And a hard contact rate at 45%. So really checking all the boxes for me here. And again, we don't have a huge history for Mr. Gallon here. Not a lot of stats to go off of, but I really like the Nats in this spot here. At home, a team that will fly under the radar. We have Coors Field on the slate. Guys, no, I'm not going to give any Coors Field plays. I think Washington, one of those teams in this big slate of games that could be swept under the rug. Don't make that mistake. I like this spot. Or Washington here tonight against Miami. All right, that's five. Let's take a look at my favorite play tonight. But before I do that, guys, I want to know who your favorite play is. Who's your beast tonight? Is it a hitter? Is it a pitcher? Is it an underpriced bat? Let us know in the comments section. And while you're there on YouTube, guys, I ask you two favors. If you enjoy your time here in the Fantasy Bar, very simple. Hit that subscribe button. Then you'll know when the videos are being released. And hit that thumbs up button. Tells me you're having a good time here in the fantasy bar. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play, you know Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time, we're gonna stay with Washington. I haven't given you a starting pitcher yet. We're gonna roll with Patrick Corbin, $43, tonight's beast of the night. Now, generally it's a hitter in this spot, but I really like this spot for Patrick Corbin at this price, I think $43, way too cheap. And if you look at his history here, against Miami. This guy has mowed this team down, averaging 37 Yahoo points a game in two against the Marlins this season. Dropped to 37 last week with nine strikeouts, had a complete game against this team back in Maine. His price tagged in 
$59. We're getting a drastic discount here for some reason at $43. The Marlins, we know, just don't pack a lot of punch. 29th in the league in WRC+. Plus. One of the stats I love to look at here, especially team-wise, Patrick Corbin in a great spot. Probably about $15 underpriced. $43 easily makes Patrick Corbin my favorite player on Yahoo in tonight's beats of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Tuesday in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, hit that comment section. Don't forget, subscribe, thumbs up, sharp side, get in that contest. Yahoo, best balls, a lot going on right now. Make sure you're jumping in all the fun. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer. Saying salut. Best of luck, guys. Be right back here tomorrow with more picks from the Fantasy Bar. Good luck. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, Make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What is up, Grinders? Holden Kushner. I'm here with my boy, Chris Kirkwood. You know, John Saravian is really jealous that I uh, said that I'd rather work with you than him. So just so you know that, Kirkwood. Well, I want... Let's not... not no, no DFS related. Who pronounces names better? You. I mean, Thanks. you're not good at it, but you're better than him. Exactly. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's hard. Cotel Marte. I mean, come on. Let's go. Let's get it together. Do you know the name of the Houston pitcher tonight? Have you done that, your homework there? Do you, do you uh, sell me on the pronunciation? Or Kitty. Or Kitty. Let's call him Or Kitty because that's how you say his name there, Kirkwood. All right. I want to remind everybody we've got Best Ball, which is live on Yahoo Sports. This is Yahoo Tournament Edition. But uh, you can join the league today. I was supposed to mention this at the top. I like reading promos word for word uh, is the other thing. So that's, that's fine. What is our promo code that we have here? for our best ball on Yahoo. I don't know. Give it to the people. No, that's why I'm asking. I mean, Devin said something before the show was started. Yeah, you're you're supposed to have gotten an email that tells you that. I did. There was nothing here. It says just the contest. Okay, that's fine. And then we got the uh, July Sharpside Street Contest with Sharpside. 1,500 in FanDuel credit up for grabs for the longest bet streak in uh, July. Go to the sharp side app for more intro uh, info. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll talk about the badge and everything, but man, I picked the wrong picture to go with last night, dude. Cubs. That was just absolutely brutal. How'd you do? 
uh, it was a disaster. Um, every I lost so much money last night. Um, I was the only, pretty much the only one on Yahoo with Alzale, mm-hmm. and uh, that ended pretty quickly. Um, I refuse to say his name. I, by the way, I played him on uh, DK, so the Suarez double dong didn't even help me. Um, so it was a it was a rough night, but that's why we're back today. We can get it all back. Well, we got we got thirty two pitchers. There are thirty pitchers to choose from tonight, so there's a lot going on, buddy. Um, I'll take over here uh, with the with the lineup page. We're not going to fill up the lineup uh, quickly today. We'll be doing it later on. But my goodness, you talk about top shelf pitching. Uh, there's a lot of it. Last night it was the worst four game slate ever with no pitching. Tonight uh, we got Charlie Morton at fifty seven dollars. I guess if you're in a GPP, you could go that route. You tell me, Chris, why is Charlie Morton $57 against Baltimore? That's just a little too much. Well, uh, that's pretty good reason. I actually uh, like him quite a bit. Um, Not in cash, do you? Look, the way I play is I, I try to make my favorite lineup and optimal with as much upside as I can jam in there and feel comfortable with, and then I just play it everywhere, cash and, and GPP, and I try to take everything down. Um, so yes, Charlie Morton, I mean, why wouldn't, uh, yes, he's a little overpriced in comparison to some of the other arms on the slate, but he's still probably in the best spot of the night. He's at home in his great ballpark, doesn't have to deal with all the weather, you know, the hot, uh, and dew points that you're going to get from a lot of these other pitchers. And he's facing the Orioles who strike out a lot and he's got a ton of win equity because they're throwing Woj bombs uh, out there against them. Some, some dude named Woj bomb. Um, so you have to like him. I mean, yes. So it's, it's whether we can make a better overall lineup build without him, which we probably can, but I, there's no problem going with Charlie Morton. You don't think that Patrick Corbin's in a better spot tonight going up against the Marlins who, by the way, every time I seem to start a pitcher against them, they end up scoring three or four runs. Yeah, so that's – so it's – yeah, he's facing the Marlins. Um, he's at home where it's hot and humid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he – the it's going to be a complete lineup full of right-handers. His numbers are significantly worse against right-handers, at least from a strikeout upside. They don't strike out as much as one would expect against left-handed pitching. Their projected lineup is pretty low. There's only a couple of spots there for strikeouts. Granted, he did – um, have a decent game against them in the last time he faced them. But I mean, I do like him. I, there's, there's a lot to like there, but it's, I, for Morton, if we're taking out price, which we're not ever going to do, but uh, I would take Morton in a heartbeat over him. Listen, I'm going to defer to you here on this, but we're talking about, a, I, I get it. He's 35% K rate against lefties. He's still got a 28% K rate against right-handers. Um, this season? No, that's the last two seasons. 24% this season. But you're asking. Let, still, let it's me ask tomato, you tomato, tomato, tomato. I always ask you this. Um, so when you're going when you're going there, are you still using the last two seasons? Are you going this season? Or are you waiting? Are you kind of balancing out each one? It all depends. But for I've pretty much transferred over to just strictly 2019. But it depends on the, the amount of uh, plate appearances and whatnot for certain guys. So, I mean, I, I look at both but I, my default is the just this season. Yep. And anytime there's a lot of lefties in the lineup, obviously he's going to be uh, right there. So we talked about Corbin. We talked about 
Morton, I guess, you know, you can't do it in a vacuum because he's $14 cheaper, but Bauer, Miner, Nola, Odorizzi, all those guys are right in the mix here. Bauer's at 52. He's been mercurial to say the least. Uh, Miner, I don't like that atmosphere tonight. Uh, Nola has turned it around last two starts and Odorizzi at 46 bucks. You diving in anywhere there? Uh, man, it's tough not to like Trevor Bauer tonight. Um, yes, granted, he's had his up and ups and downs. He's still my personal favorite pitcher. Um, I love what he does out there on the mound. I think he's an absolute ace. He's struggled with command this season for sure, and it's gotten him into a lot of problems. But you're talking about a, you're talking about the chance of getting 120 to 130 pitches against the Kansas City Royals, right? Like that's yeah. that's the kind of upside he has. Just had a phenomenal game against them. Um, going now is in Kansas City, great park for him. Um, so even if he does struggle, gives up a home run here or there, you you hope he keeps the walks down. And uh, the Royals aren't the most patient patient team, so that's a good that's a that's a really you know positive for him. So um, let me check umpire, see if that if we have anything there yet because I haven't looked. Um, well, I can go back on the on the plate IQ too. And just... uh, neutral umpire, so that's whatever. Um, but you know, you hope you, he keeps the walks down, and he, you know, and they give him that super long leash, and he has a good game. I mean, no one has the upside from the amount of straight amount of volume of pitches against in this matchup that Trevor Bauer has. Are we stopping at Bauer and Morton? Is that where we should stop tonight, or can we talk about some other guys? Yeah, Matt, so... Matt Boyd, David Price. Phenomenal. Uh, uh, Boyd, phenomenal play. Um, I'm probably going to end up pairing either Bauer or um, Bauer or uh, Morton with Boyd. So Boyd is probably going to be my number two arm. Um, and it's a match, you know, this guy gets strikeouts and he's phenomenal, he's a great pitcher. And it's a great matchup for strikeouts and against the White Sox. This is a matchup I fully expect him to dominate. And uh, he's only 43 bucks. So I just love the upside you get. Um, so elsewhere, so you've got Boyd at 43. I mean, that's a misprice there. I think Corbin's a misprice too. Uh, staying away from Marquez at home against the Astros, even though the Astros bats, you know, have not been quite as potent. No reason to run out uh, Tanner Roark. GPPs, Flaherty. Um, he'll get you some strikeouts tonight. He's going at Seattle, though. I don't feel great about that. That's GPP only. Any exposure to him tonight? Yeah, why don't you feel great about it? Why don't I feel great about Flaherty? Yeah. Because I could see him going out there and just getting shelled in the second inning and having a short outing. He just implodes, dude, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, but this is a great matchup. This is as good as a matchup as, as he's going to see. He's going to – you know, there's a lot of K's in this lineup. There's, you know, just not many big threats here. That yeah, there's Vogelbach, Kyle Seager. There's a, there's some lefties there for sure that could get him. But um, I don't. I you know the problem is with him. What's his price here? Probably uh, thirty nine. It's just not a big enough discount from you know Boyd. Boyd is just such a way better. And Corbin too. Boyd and Corbin are just such a higher tier than. Um, than he is. So it just doesn't make sense for GPPs. Like you said, sure. But I do feel fine with the matchup. I um, just don't like the pricing there. Uh, the other guy in that price line Drew, would be James Paxton um, and talk about a guy who just has not been performing well. And he's, you know, he's had trouble with his knees. I also think it's part of that Yankee 
you know, getting situated in New York and the scrutiny and the media and all of that, you know, some guys can handle it great. Some guys can't. Um, he got absolutely lit up the last subway series uh, against the Mets. And uh, so this is a extreme, you know, scary spot for him. You know, you know, you're, you're risking it, but there's plenty of upside there. So um, Flaherty would be ahead of Paxton from a safe perspective, but Paxton definitely has more upside and is too cheap. If you can buy into the fact that he's going to get things corrected and going to, uh, going to be back to his old self. I think he needs a beard personally. It's horrible luck to have a beard. Um, so here's two guys I want to bring up a little bit lower on the price range. Wheeler tonight. We, we got him at 6% ownership. So not too much there on the ownership side. He is going up against the Yankees offense. Uh, we know Wheeler's an excellent pitcher, though. And then Matt Strom, come on. Uh, we're talking about a pitcher's, pitcher's park. We do have him set for high ownership at 23%. That's fine in cash games. My goodness, 36 bucks. I'm having a hard time looking past Matt Strom tonight. Yeah, um, I like him more on like DraftKings. Um, mm -hmm. He's just a just because of the pricing. Cause so you're, you know, he hasn't he's flashed a little bit of K upside, and we expected him coming into the season to have more K upside than he certainly has. I believe in him as a as a good arm. Yes, this matchup is great for him. It's the park, just like you said. Uh, San Francisco scored a bunch of runs last night. Do I expect them to do it again? Absolutely not. Um, I think he rides the ship here, but. Um, I would just try to chase a little bit more upside. Okay. Um, anybody down from, well, how about cash games though? I know you play cash differently, but if you're looking at a floor there, what kind of floor on Yahoo could Matt Strom have at 36 bucks? I mean, he's, he's, this is going to be, he's got a high ceiling for, for this matchup, right? It should be a lot of easy outs here for him. The problem is, is, you know, he's never going to go too deep. Um, they just, they're just, they're not going to give him more than 90 pitches or so or whatever. And, uh, he did flash some strikeout upside against Baltimore, but you know, the giants is not the, the greatest strikeout matchup for him. They do have some, some, uh, bats with the platoon who, who started to heat up last night with Slater and uh, Tyler Austin that, you know, yeah, they're, they're K guys, but they do have a little bit more of a power threat. Um, I like the play. I just feel I would. Personally, I would take uh, Flaherty over him. Do you bounce your leg when you're talking? Are you nervous or something like that? What's going on over there? Why? What do you hear? You I, a leg bouncer? I don't think so. Maybe a little do, bit. Do, 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 do. That's right. Maybe it's in my mind. I mean, I have mental issues. It's okay, buddy. I, I do want to single out one other pitcher, though, that nobody should start. Taylor Clark. I just check it out some of the numbers. You go to Plate IQ. You know that the lefties you know, just crush. Uh, Taylor Clark for Arizona. Check out that lefty ISO, 326. That is almost impossible to have an ISO of 326 to any to anybody, and even on the right side, 261. I mean, it really is amazing how bad Taylor Clark has been, which is why I'm all over the Dodgers. There's so many games tonight, right? I mean, we got, we got a full slate, a legit full slate. Uh, Tampa Bay is almost at six runs. Milwaukee, Cincinnati. Colorado's almost at seven runs. Houston's over six, but man, um, I got my eyes on the Dodgers tonight, buddy. Just because I'm looking at Taylor Clark saying, oh my gosh, we got really good hitters and they should crush him. Yeah, uh, I don't mind the spot at all. The Dodgers are definitely in a good spot and I would never go anywhere near Taylor Clark. All right, once again, we are, uh, we're doing the Yahoo 
tournament edition. So if you want to ask some questions about other sites, we'll try and get to those for the end of the show. Um, you really want to go dumpster diving for pitcher? If you really want to do a cheap one? Yeah, um, who do I want to do? Beatty. Um, for the Taylor Beatty. Um, you know, had has strikeout upside in the minors. Um, it's, yeah. it's 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 a risk reward play. Um, it's you know it's a watered down San Diego Padres lineup because uh, Machado is gonna Machado. gonna be out tonight, and so as we know, there's just plenty of K's and uh, bats who uh, love to underwhelm on the uh, the Padres side. All right, uh, we want to lock in a couple pitchers here. Do you want to go Bauer, Boyd, or Morton? Morton Boyd or Morton Bauer? Um, Bauer Boyd. Bauer and Boyd. Bootyful. Let's do that. And we still got uh, $13. So we're going to need some men uh, salary hitters, but um, you're feeling really good about that pairing right there. Also, uh, everyday people are all over the Dodgers, uh, Mr. Interpret. They should be. I mean, especially the lefties. If those lefties have good – if they got good pop, my goodness, uh, why not throw them out there? Let me uh, let everybody know here, we got the RG badge. So if you haven't thrown the RG badge on your DK or FanDuel um, handle, I highly recommend you do so. We're going to give you shout-outs for those of you that have. And SC Got Soul is the guy I'm going to shout-out today. I think it's a guy. Maybe it's uh, it's, a, it's a woman. Who knows? What's up, SC Got Soul? Uh, they, um, all you got to do is apply the RG badge to your account, and we're going to give a shout-out to everybody that's rocking the badge. So if you want to uh, have a chance to win a little something-something, fill out a Google form. So go to rotogrinders.com. There's a Google form on there. Download the badge, throw it up there, finish in the top 10 of a GPP on either uh, DraftKings or FanDuel. It has at least 5K entrance. Um, you're going to get a free month of combo premium access so that's a chance to do that and we'll pick a winner out there so you can only win once a month also just want to let you know but that's our our big promo that's going on right now let's get over to catcher amigo uh what's the gosh i you look at milwaukee too tanner roark mm. grandal's up top is this a position we're attacking tonight trying to save some money rail muto i mean my goodness look at that salary wasn't that salary over twenty dollars earlier this season? Yep. Um, yeah. So catcher's always like my last position to fill in. All right, then let's well, go to first base. Yeah, let's, let's not do let's, it. Let's, let's come back. Let's come back to that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about filling out the lineup as much, but if that's what you look at last, we want to go through your process here. So we're going to skip catcher for now. We'll come back later, and uh, we're going to get to first base. So here we go at first base. Um, you can go down to Jock Peterson at 13 bucks. I want to talk to you about Jock Peterson, though, because I think tonight it's an elevated risk of him getting pinch hit for. Obviously, the matchup out the bat, he could hit two home runs in his first two at-bats, but with that Arizona um, bullpen, they got some lefties in there. I'm a little concerned about going with Jock Peterson. Your thoughts on Peterson tonight? He's cheap, um, offers a massive home run upside. Would not be shocking if he leads off the game with a home run here against uh, Taylor Clark. But like you said, there's also risk there with um, the pinch hit, risk of pinch hit. There are some lefties in that bullpen. Um, you would have to think, if you like the Dodgers so much, you'd have to think they're going to get to that bullpen pretty quick in this one. So uh, Dave Roberts is always itching to make a couple of moves. So, um, there's risk there, but I like it. It's 13 bucks. Um, 
and home run upside. The other guy uh, who's just too cheap and the guy I keep going down with every single slate, Paul Goldschmidt. He's nine freaking bucks. Okay? Every, <laughs> in, in every game I get 2.6 out of him. Yeah. He's uh, his, the thing that gets me is his batted ball profile is still good. Um, he's still making hard contact. He's ripping home runs foul. He's uh, he's just falling behind and accounts. I mean, in the count, like every single at bat and having, you know, just not having his way on, you know, chasing things and on third strikes and whatnot. But uh, he's got the platoon against, will, he will get against late wave LeBlanc after the opener. And uh, you just have to like him here for, for, he's nine bucks. And like, you got, you got good home run upside for nine bucks. My goodness. I, again, it's just, I guess we should just look at the numbers and not worry about getting burned every time you play him. So he's going up. It's not a great hitter's ballpark um, is all I can say about. We're talking about him at 13% ownership. That's not low for GPP. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at him. We do have him projected at 13 and a half for ceiling. And that's actually one of the better ceilings on the slate. So you prefer Goldschmidt to Peterson. Uh, it just depends if you need the funds. Um, and I'm, I kind of need the funds tonight. But uh, it's the pitching, right? So no way you're paying up for Thames. No way you're paying up for Murphy. Um, definitely not Pete Alonzo tonight. So here's my, my question for you. If you were to go higher and, you know, change things up, who's the guy you're targeting toward the top of the board? Well, I wouldn't even go too high. So I would, I would look to like maybe Anthony Rizzo against uh, Musgrove. Um, I would, well, he's the same price as Jock. Um, mm -hmm. Who else? would I play if money wasn't a thing you know it's maybe Daniel Murphy uh, I don't know you know just trying to get load up on cores um, but I, I mean I'm just being honest with you I'm going to end up being in I, the, the guys that I said are going to be one of those guys is going to be in my lineup Goldie probably more chance than anything else Goldie Jock or Rizzo one of those guys will be in my lineup I want to throw Jock in there but you know what? You need the money so we can come back to first. I'll throw Goldschmidt in there. Just some other first basemen, even if you're not using them tonight. Can you, I mean, again, $9. You just, there's no lower dumpster diving option tonight. Um, I'm not going smoke against Price. I'm not going Bobby Bradley at $7 either, even though Junis has given up. I mean, it seems like every game he's given up multiple home runs. Um, Tyler White at $12, Coors Field against Marquez. We'll see where he hits probably down in the lineup, but I like Tyler white in a GPP, but I don't, you know, like him as much as Jock Peterson for a dollar more. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you there. So, uh, I mean, you could throw him in on your stacks if he makes the lineup, which he probably will. Um, but uh, Jock would be my preference there too, as well. All right. Great. From what I understand, the ownership has been updated. So I'm going to refresh our, uh, our lineup page here and see what's going on. Um, First base now. Hell, hell gonna, of a guy that Jamino. Is that what, he does it to me on purpose because I always say his his name wrong on purpose, but I won't anymore. Now we're up to fourteen percent on Goldschmidt. Do we want to drop him from GPP? Went up a percent. No. Right, we want. Yeah. You know what we want to do? I'm kidding. We, we want to build a lineup that scores the most points. We want to win. Yeah, that's all. Peterson's we want. at five percent, dude. That's so all like, we want to do. All right, so now. Uh, we're sitting there at 14 bucks. 
Um, for me, I mean, Muncie is more than Bellinger tonight. Did you see that? <laughs> Muncie's more than Bellinger. I, I've been playing tons of Muncie because he's been cheaper than Bellinger. I know it's a it's a different position here. Let me go to the outfield real quick. And Bellinger is yeah, twenty five bucks. Think about yeah. that, dude. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been priced up for a little bit here on Yahoo and uh, and on other sites, and he deserves it. I mean, he's he's doesn't have the uh, pinch hit risk that Jock has, and has uh, definitely had a better season than Jock. So, um, Muncie is you can't pay twenty six bucks for Muncie unless you're GPP in it. Can't pay, yeah, no doubt about it. So then, where do we go? I mean, I'm, I'm looking down this and. What am I seeing? You see, seeing? You see Jose Altuve for 14 bucks. There you go. I just went by him a little bit. $14, little Altuve action. Easiest uh, play ever. Really? That's it? Just stop right there? He wasn't priced up at all. He's in course. Yes, Marquez is their best arm, but uh, yeah. it's in course. Right. So this is just on a Yahoo build. Um, let's say that you don't have the money because immediately you go to Altuve there. But let's say you don't have the money. Is there somewhere to go a little bit lower than Altuve on this slate? If you don't have the money, you find the money. But uh, find if, the money. if he somehow got scratched or mm -hmm. something, um, then you got to look for – and you needed to look for a cheap option. Man, I don't know who I'd even go to. Don't even bother. Um, don't bother. Nothing's doing it for me. No. I mean, I'm not seeing it either. I, to tell you the truth – I think my big bat tonight. Uh, Adam Frazier for ten bucks. My big bat tonight, my contrarian bat would be Max Muncie. I can't, he's at two percent ownership. I can't see having anybody really having him, especially since Bellinger is a dollar cheaper. Yeah, here's my home run call right there. That's my home run call, uh, Max Muncie. But we'll go down. I already locked in Altuve for you, buddy. So we, can, right. we can leave that there. Yeah. Um, Jamino Cricket. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Car Hiss, uh, for that. I appreciate it. Thank you for updating the ownership. That is terrific. So we move on. Um, I, should, I mean, Brandon, I mess Brandon, with him, should I? Brandon Lau, Brandon uh, Lau. for 16 bucks is yeah. probably going to get overlooked because of Altuve, but this guy is horrendous. This is a 30 year old journeyman who just throws strikes. The, all, the Orioles showed that yesterday. They're just throwing anybody out there who throws strikes. And uh, the guy called uh, – what was his name? Um, Jimino? The, the guy who pitched for the Orioles yesterday, Ed, or I can't remember his name. Who cares? But the announcer was like uh, – starting him off with a changeup. It wasn't his changeup. It was his <laughs> fastball. <Yeah. laughs> um, you actually listen to the announcers, huh? Yeah, yeah. You must have had a lot of action on that Baltimore game there. Actually, I, was, I had it. It just I had it up there with. Uh, I did. I had some uh, some uh, a lot of Tampa bats, but I had. Uh, unfortunately, I was uh, too glued in on Al Alzale. All right, let's break down third base because, um, and, and I don't want to just do it for the build. I, I just I want to find out more about your thoughts on third base. Arenado's at twenty bucks. I mean, Arenado. It's it's tough to look past him if you're trying to save money. There's some down at the bottom, but let's start there. LeMayhew, Devers, Rendon. I mean, LeMayhew's just been on a tear. We got him under 1% ownership, which is absolutely fascinating. Uh, but again, you're you're paying more for him than Bellinger and Muncie and any of those guys. Um, oh, my God, Arenado, he's 27th. What a world we live in. What? 
the, the DJ LeMahieu became the most expensive player on uh, Yahoo. By the and, way, I'm going to go off on my tangent here. For and those he's people, earned it. He's earned it. Oh, they can't hit away from Coors Field. Yes, they can. They can hit away from Coors Field. It's that when you're stuck in Coors Field all season long and you're seeing just fastballs at home and then you get on the road and you're seeing high spin rates on curveballs. No, there's, yes, there's the course hangover. There's the course hangover effect. Absolutely. Oh, stop it. That's not the course hangover. Well, if it you is. want to call the hangover effect, all right. That's, I see I, that's exactly what you're saying. We're saying the same. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're saying the same thing, except you're calling it a, a hangover and I'm calling it facts. Simple as that. There is a Vegas flu. That's, that's, uh, that's true, but that's a different sport. All right, buddy. Nolan at 20 bucks. Thoughts? Love him. Okay. Next. Good analysis. I like it. Chapman, $19. Like him? Uh, mildly. Just don't like the park. Do, uh, you know, Odorizzi has always had some of the reverse power splits throughout his career. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's home run upside there. So I, I get that play. Um, I just, I would go Arenado 10 out of 10 times over him. Just stick him in there. Uh, and get going. Turner tonight. I know it's a right-hander. Clark has just been shelled by everybody. Uh, again, another Dodger. So why not look there? Now you see on plate IQ, I'm at 15 bucks. I'm at 14 bucks. Am I seeing anybody? 14 bucks. Do I got anybody at 12? Colin Moran tonight. Do I have anybody there? Oh, I see a guy at $10. Yeah, we got Suarez. Suarez. Eugenio Suarez uh, crushed a couple of them yesterday. Always love him against the lefty. But, uh, at least chase the righty anderson. tonight i know at least chase anderson is a reverse splits righty mm -hmm. so uh still you want some of these power righties against him so guys like puig suarez are uh, definitely in play and uh you know his price he's great for a red stack because his price is is so cheap he's he's a great play tonight so i pretty it's my main lineup will probably have arenado or suarez one of those two all right, I'm going to lock Suarez uh, in there. pivots. Yeah. Uh, you get the new baby narrative, Jose Ramirez, if he's back in the lineup tonight, who's been terrible, um, but will get overlooked. But it's a matchup with Jake Junis. Um, mm -hmm. And you already said uh, Justin Turner. Um, Rafael Devers, uh, absolute home run upside, batting second. Um, Love Boston tonight. A little overpriced, but I, I just continue to believe that Thornton is an absolute fraud. And somehow he keeps, you know, he gives up a lot of, he, you know, his command is bad. He gives up a lot of walks and these, these guys are going to figure him out. Um, so I do like the Red Sox tonight and um, he would be my favorite Red Sox to be honest with you about. Uh, here, here, uh, JD. Here, JD. But we're going Suarez, right? Lock, let's just lock sure, him. Put Suarez I mean, we talked about the two guys we're going with. We're going with Arenado and we're going with Suarez. You know, the only the interesting thing about about it, first of all, you're throwing a kid out in his debut, Jose or Kitty. Um, you're throwing him out there in his debut at Coors Field, which <laughs> that that itself is pretty interesting. The second thing is he's got nasty stuff down in the minors. I was talking to a buddy of mine with Baseball America, and he, he goes, dude, if there's a if there is a guy that can get away, you know, striking out seven or eight over five innings and cores, maybe give up a home run or two, two, three runs. This is the guy. We just don't know about him, but his K rate in the minors, his walk rate in the minors, everything about him is really, really good. Yeah. Um, the only, Okay. So it kind of reminds me of the Freddie Peralta situation. Peralta came up and threw an absolute gem and mowed down all these Rocky batters with massive strikeout game. It was probably like his best, best game in his first start. 
um, and it was in cores. Um, I could see that. Yeah, Jamino's right on that too. Uh, Cade like 10,000 Rockies in his debut. Exactly. We both remember the same thing. Um, anyway, uh, the thing I don't like is like this is not – they didn't want to bring this kid up at this point in time right now. They've kind of been forced into it because of their situation with everybody banged up. Um, you know, McHugh hasn't worked out, and he's been banged up. Framber Valdez hasn't worked out, and he's been banged up. Um, uh, they tried uh, Corbin Martin, um, and he's, uh, you know, down trying to fix some things right now, and has also had elbow pain and whatnot. Um, so I, I don't know what to expect. He, the kid has the numbers from the strikeout perspective, 37% K percentage. Um, has definitely the next next man up who's earned the right to be there. It's still a tough ass to go into cores. Um, and yeah, maybe he'll have that Peralta game. It's the first time seeing him, so they don't know what to expect or whatnot. He seems to only have um, three pitches. I think he's got the he's got a, some heat in his fastball that can hit up to like 97. He's got uh, he's got a slider that he's been working on. Um, the slider would be the pitch that he needs to have in this game for him to to succeed. Tough to throw sliders up here, man, at, at 5280. It's pretty high up here, you know? You just don't get the spin. It's as simple as that. Um, I think he's going to be fast. I think if you're if you're putting in 100 entries, you got to put one or two lineups in there with him. I don't even think we can play him, can we? On, on, on the uh, Yahoo? Yeah. Is he in there? Is he yeah, in the I thought I locked – I'm almost positive. I thought I locked him in. I think he's a little bit higher. No, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Or, oh, well, it wouldn't be the last time, I'll tell you that. Oh, no, maybe he's 25 bucks, but. Uh, yeah, 25, right? Yeah, I don't, there's, I, don't think, I don't think you can get him on DK. I don't know. I thought he wasn't playable, but I'm not playing him anyway. But. All right, so I would, I would have a little bit of exposure to him. You kind of got to, like, type him in in order to get him uh, on this. All right, so shortstop. We, let's get into our shortstop discussion here um, in – I mean, Trevor Story's coming back, 22 bucks. It's kind of tough to pass him up at that. He'd normally be what, 26, 27, 28? Uh, he'd probably be 22 bucks. But uh, if, if he had been, hold on, if he'd been in the lineup this whole time, you'd think he'd be 22 bucks. Yeah, they love putting him at 22 bucks, but maybe he would have hit 24. Uh, Arenado's the guy that creeps up to like 27. But uh, yeah, he's in play. If he gets comes back, why not? Right? Like, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Bregman obviously is in play. 23 bucks. Lindor. Great. I mean, there's a plenty of shortstops tonight on the high end and the low end. So, um, you know, Paul DeYoung is, is uh, 11 bucks, which is extremely cheap. Um, that's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Uh, I mean, you could, if you wanted to, for GPPs, if you wanted to bet against Bauer, um, Adalberto Mondesi is back in the lineup and he's only 12 bucks. Um, those are the guys. Then, uh, Didi, no one's going to have Didi, uh, with the platoon. He's 13. Um, and, uh, Jorge Polanco is going to get overlooked too as well. But, uh, unfortunately it's just a tough park for massive upside. So I think you just stay within course or you go down cheap to Deong. Um, if you're doing a Red Sox stack, though, you got to point out Bogarts, right? Yeah, Xander, why not? Yeah, you got to point him out again at 22 bucks. Uh, story Lindor, uh, seems to always be in play. You know, I wonder if these Cleveland bats are going to get overlooked. Junis just 
you're going to find a couple of home runs tonight against him. It's going to happen, and Lindor's got the pop. You mentioned Man, I'm so over Cleveland, though. They just crush me. I, I loaded up on them in that uh, Orioles series. Yeah, you're not over Goldschmidt, but you are over the Indians. Yeah, I, I just had enough. Because I, I, it's like Goldschmidt is one player. So, like, I get so many saves with, like, a double dong from, like, somebody else or whatever that saves my lineup. It's – I stack these Indians, and they suck, okay? Mm -hmm. They suck. Um, but so does Jake Jones. Yeah, but Lindor doesn't oh, suck. Yeah. Lindor is no, awesome. He's the only one. He's the only one. Uh, uh, anybody you want me to lock in here? Should we go down to Gregorius at 13 bucks? Do we leave it open for now? What do you no, want? You, you put in uh, either Story or Bregman. Story or Bregman. All right, I'm going to go with Story. I'm going to do eh, – I don't know. I kind of like Bregman. Let's go with Story. We'll come back. We can jack it up a buck if not. But I think we gave you a pretty good breakdown there. We have zero Dodgers in our lineup. I hate this lineup. I hate this build already, Kirkwood. It should be all Dodgers. It probably sounds like a winning lineup then. Peterson <laughs> – it's not, is it? Peterson, Muncie, Verdugo, Turner, Fade Bellinger. Don't do it. Um, outfield, your Don Alvarez. He's not going to be in the lineup. At Coors Field. So he's. Uh, they're not going to. They already. They came out and said that uh, he's probably not going to be in the lineup and any start any of the cores, but will probably pinch hit because um, he can't play defense. Um, just because there's a lot. Yeah, maybe. But they don't have the DH spot, so. Yeah, it's probably the big thing is he can't play defense. Yeah. So, um, so, you're gonna, so uh, unfortunately, JSU is going to miss out on that one. He'll probably pinch hit Don. If you want to play the pinch hit Don for $27, be my guest. Um, but, uh, yeah. Don't so, you need two pinch hit dogs to make that worth the money? Grants, pinch hit Grand Slam. <laughs> All right, that'll work. Trout, Blackman. So let's talk yeah. about this uh, Angels narrative. Um, so awful news yesterday. Awful, awful. It's just Tyler Skaggs. It's just terrible to see. It made me feel sick to my stomach. But you got to remember back to the uh, Jose um, Fernandez game when uh, D. Gordon led off with a home run and gave the tribute. Um, I don't know if it's like an unwritten rule that they're supposed to like throw a meatball first pitch to the other team, let them have their home run, let them have that moment. That's what it seemed like to me. Um so uh, take that for what it's worth. But how do you think that this team is going to react? Do you, do, you, do you think that they're going to they're, – they're, so, A, they're all, like, probably didn't sleep. They've been hit with a ton of bricks. But they're also going to be playing with a heavy heart and ton of emotion, right? How does this there's affect no way, There's no how way. How do we know? You don't. And it affects everybody differently. So you just don't know. Just go by the numbers. It's the safest thing to do. Put a share on uh, whoever leads off, though. I mean, nobody was there with Nick Aidenhart, you know, ten years ago, right? I don't, I don't yeah, know how to do that. Just go by the numbers, dude. Don't, don't overthink this. You know, yeah. D. Gordon hit the home run. Awesome. Who's, who is Aidenhart's best friend? That was a position player. If you want to go that way, I'm, I'm not buying into that. You don't know how different players react to it. You just don't. They come out and get it. There might be an unwritten rule that they throw like the There's first. There's no pitch. unwritten rule. There might be. That's all I'm saying. That's you know what? Saying. I'm not even going to test text anybody that pitched in the majors. That that's such a dumb statement. That's horrible. Great. So how do you explain a D Gordon leadoff home run in the first game back after Jose Fernandez died? 
He was locked in. But did you guess it was D Gordon? It could have been. I, play, I had him in my lineup, so I did not expect a home run. All right, who's your guy you expect a home run out? Well, so I'm saying whoever leads off the grieving home play run. A share. Could be Fletcher, but maybe maybe they'll throw Trout in the leadoff spot. If they put if they for some reason Trout ended up leading off this game, he would be a lock. Okay. That's all you are you are an amazing DFS player. This is the most asinine stuff I've ever heard you say. The, um and Trout says Trout was obviously good friends with him. Trying yeah. to predict who's going to hit a home I run. I would play. It's up to me. I would play everybody who was good friends with him. Skaggs. That includes Trevor Bauer. That includes Pools. Uh, Pools loved him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I do know he loved him. So are we going to play Pools tonight? You just want to throw him in an angel stack? I mean, this team may go. This team may go nuts. So throw in an angel stack. Who are you stacking from the Angels? Fletcher Trout, Trout, Trout Upton. Just any right-hander they got in their lineup. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You got your angel stack, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I mean, Fletcher may be an $11 leadoff homer if he's leading off. <laughs> Jet Ray, you got to explore the narratives. <laughs> do you, do you really yes, have to? you do. See, this is a guy who gets it. But you can't predict which guy is going to – it's going to be the leadoff man no matter I mean, what. I mean, Trout's a homer. Someone who said that in the chat. That, that's fine. Like, Trout's going to homer. Trout probably probably homer. Sure. Absolutely. I had him homering without this anyways, though. You know, I mean, just because this. Uh, anyways, we're, we're going to take your quick questions from the YouTube channel, too. I just want everybody to know, whereas uh, we're getting down here in the outfield, and we took a complete left turn here with the uh, with this narrative, but that's okay. Narrative street is a good street to live on. So are we locking in Mike Trout just because of that? Um, yeah, you can. I don't know. You if tell we, me. If we can fit him, let's play him. But if we can fit him, but. I mean, I'd rather have Bellinger for – Two dollars less. I mean, I'd rather. I mean, my he's. What do we have for? What are we working with for salary? Well, I mean, we if we have, throw Trout, we got eight bucks left for catcher and two outfields. It's just not going to work. I mean, you could actually do that, but uh, we don't need to. So Why, let's put, Tyler Austin. You want to put Austin in there? Um, for catcher in which position? I mean, we could, we could play Austin. Um, but you know, you could play Jose Martinez. Uh, Austin Meadows is way too cheap again. He's eleven bucks. Yeah. Um, I feel like Austin Meadows and Tyler Austin, right? Um, I, I wouldn't call Tyler Austin a lock. Um, but Austin Meadows is a lock. Um, okay. I like Michael Brantley a lot. Okay. What do you like uh, about Brantley? What, what stands bucks. out? He has the platoon. He puts the ball in play. He's in cores. Don't he used to play him. for the Indians, though. So you like him still? Uh, it took he. It took me a little while to get back on board. With him. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> All right. Who else in the outfield are we looking at? Um, I mean, there's a ton of good plays. So the guy who no one's going to play, who uh, he just matches up beautifully, is uh, Yasiel Puig. Uh, overpriced. Nobody. He's going to be so low owned, but he's a reverse splits guy. Chase Anderson is reverse splits power. Good ballpark. Great hitting weather. Just, uh, I feel like he definitely homers tonight. Um, but uh, you can play Mookie Betts in the high end, Joey Gallo. You can play uh, J.D. Martinez. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a freaking million good plays. It's like. How, 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 about, how about this guy right here, right here? $19. Max Kepler, he had a little, little toe injury or an ankle injury. Going up against Daniel Mengden. He's leading off. 
Uh, we got him at 1% ownership. Uh, Chris Jamino, I will uh, refresh here in just a second to see it's up. I can't imagine it's going to be higher. Uh, talk me out of Max Kepler this evening. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about him, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, there's the regression monster is going to be coming for Daniel Mangan. That's one way. So, there's two ways to look at it. Either mm -hmm. he doesn't give up home runs or the regression monster is coming. He certainly gives up hard contact, certainly gives up fly balls. Um, it's just hasn't been hit with the home runs. And they're coming, and, and Minnesota is a team that likes to hit home runs. Um, Kepler, sure. I, it's just the ballpark isn't the greatest. It looks like you got a nice little wind blowing out to right field, though. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind the play. He's not a priority for me, but uh, I can see it. By the way, you can't lock in Trout and still have enough money to build this lineup. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you, if you want Meadows, you can't even have Meadows at 11 bucks. If you want Trout, you need two min, min price players. Got it. So that's where you're at. All right, very good. Bauer, Boyd, Goldie, Altuve, Suarez, Story, and Austin Meadows. I'm going to throw one more outfielder in there. Give me the cheapest outfielder you can play tonight. Uh, Jose Martinez. Okay. Is, is he going to be on any of your rosters? Yeah, I play this guy like every night. Every He's day? Seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because then you got uh, $16. That actually opens things up a whole bunch if you play him. Now let's go back to Trout for a second at 27 bucks. Nope, not going to do it. Can't fit Trout in. Not going to do it. So we haven't talked catcher, and that's the last position we need to do. And you guys um, out there, if you want to hit us up with your questions, we will gladly take your questions here in just a couple of minutes before we wrap the show up. But uh, catcher tonight, it's uh, normally a cesspool, and I'm looking at it. Let's just go down $7 catchers, anything. Anyone, Bueller, 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 anything. I'm sorry, would you say catchers? Yeah, that's what I uh, said. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so I was getting caught up in chat for a second. Okay. Um, I really like Robinson Chirinos. He's overpriced at 18 bucks a little bit. No one's going to play him. People are going to go towards Grandal because he's leading off for their high spend on catcher. So, Chirinos mm -hmm. is in cores. This dude is mashing. Um, he's up there for, uh, leaders in hard contact over the last 30 days. Um, just a solid, I mean, he's over the last 30 days, 60% hard contact, 59.5%. I mean, the dude is raking the ball, um, and, uh, is, a, you know, is in core. So I like that. Um, it's that easy. Gary Sanchez, obviously you can play any time for home run upside. Uh, Chris Iannetta, is he gonna, is he in the projected lineup? Um, did he make the lineup? Tony Walters made the lineup. Okay, so, uh, I mean, you can play Walters. Yeah. It's kind of like a last guy in there if, situation. It's not something I'd be, you know, I, I wouldn't mind punting, you know, if that's the case. Uh, a guy who's terrible but starting to actually get some, rattle off some hits here and, you know, come come alive all of a sudden is Buster Posey at 8 bucks. Do I think he's washed? Kind of. Um but uh, eight bucks, I don't mind them hitting cleanup with the platoon. Uh, Lucroy, if you want to play the uh, the Tyler Skaggs narrative, um, seven bucks min price uh, back against his former team in Texas. Another narrative for you, so you got a double narrative, which is usually means lock it in. Um, uh, Chance Cisco, uh, yep. eight bucks. 
I'm not playing him against Morton, but I can I wouldn't blame people for doing it. Um, man, I'm just and then uh, is if is Realmuto going to be out of the lineup? Um, he's, I don't see him out of the lineup yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if he's out, that's going to suck. Makes the lineup, if he makes the lineup, 10 bucks with the platoon. He is in. He is okay, in the yeah. lineup tonight. Yeah, that's just too cheap. He's Great in. hitting weather, too. Keuchel is just – I'm i not scared of him whatsoever. Um, so, I love that for 10 bucks. That Go down check that whole lineup out here, Phillies. I mean, the, the news thing is, yes, he's going to be back in the lineup tonight. Yep, that's he's in the line. He made the lineup. Good. That's very important. Um, we'll take your questions, quick questions from ya- from uh, YouTube. We'll take your questions here in the chat as well. Uh, absolutely love this. Let's do it. Let's do some YouTube questions, okay? Uh, is Josh Bell going crazy again tonight? I mean, he goes crazy every night, but I'm going to say no. It's Kyle Hendricks, much different pitcher. Um, I, don't 16 mind, bucks. I don't mind the play. It's not a bad play by any means, but uh, – Temper your expectations for sure. Um, yeah, I don't mind that. Um, another question is people want to know about uh, Ronaldo Lopez against Detroit. Um, and I like Ronaldo Lopez against Detroit. I don't like him on Yahoo. There's just not much savings there on his price tag. You go over to DraftKings, you get a – I mean, he's definitely in play over there. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of risk, you know, with him, even though – I mean, it's just the greatest matchup. And do I believe he has strikeout upside? Absolutely. He's capable of putting up, like, a monster game here, but he's also capable of just walking everybody and being absolutely atrocious. So Your boy uh, – uh, real quick elsewhere, your boy Puig is hitting cleanup tonight. Yep. Uh, I like that a little bit. Uh, he's batting fifth. Batting fifth. All right, then I counted wrong. Vado, Suarez, Jeanette. Senzel's leading off. Oh, uh, see, Mark Sheldon, get it together, dude. You got Senzel way off on the right. So he is batting fifth. All right, favorite Chiefs starting pitcher tonight on the uh, YouTube quick question. Favorite Chief pit- – you don't have any favorite Chief pitchers. Uh, who did I say that I would go all the way down to? Strom at 36. No, there was someone lower. Um, Tyler Beatty? Yeah, that would That's be – That's said. That's who I would go all the way down if I really wanted to for absolute cheap. Um, would you ever want to do that? Probably wouldn't do it. Uh, Grant will probably be playing Trent Thornton. Mm-hmm. Um, for Because uh, uh, that won him a GPP on Yahoo. Um, but uh, it would be Beatty just because of the matchup. And uh, let me see here else for price. I mean, I just love this. I mean, once we start getting to the strong rate, we just have so many options at, uh, you know, above in that $37, $38 range. I would kind of stick to that range. I told you my dummy lineup here. What was it? Who did I have? I don't even remember who I had starting in my dummy lineup. I had Corbin and Strom. You didn't even mention Corbin tonight very much. Um, so it doesn't really seem like. No, I, I like him. I like his price for sure. His price is awesome on Yahoo. But the K's don't really the the um, the splits on the K's don't get you going. I just have a hard time passing up Trevor Bauer mm-hmm. when I know there's a chance I'm going to get like 125 pitches against the Royals. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, NY Jets 12:50. I think he's on the chat all day. I love the guy. Used to love the Jets, Kirkwood. What's your interest level in Musgrove tonight on two pitcher sites? Joe Musgrove. Mild. 
Uh, he's been he's looked pretty good in the last couple of starts here. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. uh, Cubs are a pretty patient lineup. Um, they will. Okay, you know you get the good ballpark. Um, it would tend. It would. Do we have a Cubs lineup out yet? I don't know, but we got a four and a half K prop on him. We got a hitter's umpire. I'm not. A, I'm not on to. Yeah, I mean, I, and plus, Pirates pitchers are just losers. Just remember, losers, that. losers, certified losers. Remember. Wow, that is uh, that is not a nice thing. There's something wrong over there, either with the catcher or the pitching coach or something. Guys from YouTube, quick question: Who's your favorite Dodgers lefty bat? All of them. I, you know, here's, let me go to the, uh, let me go and just go down this again. Muncie's a dollar more than Bellinger tonight. So maybe Bellinger would be the way to go. But Alex Verdugo always seems to be in my lineups. He's always the cheapest of the power hitting left-handers. Tonight he's at 20 bucks and I can't get enough of him. And we got him at 1% ownership. That's my guy. How about you? Who's I mean, Jock's price is the nice. Verdugo I like just because he's been so hot on fire. Um, and then Bellinger. I mean, I mean, it's hard to – I would try to find the five bucks to play Bellinger over Verdugo. But uh, they're both – I mean, that whole lineup's in play, right? Yes. There's, <laughs> but, and especially all the lefties. But then let's look at Turner too. The Dodgers, we – wow, we got them projected for really low ownership tonight. One, two percent, Peterson at five percent. So, this is a great way if you're going GPPs, I think, to leverage that. My goodness, uh, Turner hits righties well, so I think Justin Turner's in the mix too, isn't he? 18 bucks, you're paying yeah. up for those guys, but you're gonna have to save some, some money uh, pitching. But boy, um, I love what's going on there. What else? We got, um, oh, Boston sucks, by the way, is what somebody said to you. Do you? You feel that way? Uh, whatever. What happened in the soccer game? Everybody's saying so, this stuff uh, in the soccer game. You know what happened? Someone asked uh, Kyrie or Kemba. Probably I am actually I'm one of the few Kyrie supporters. Um, but whatever, it's terrible. Happened. I'm also a m massive UConn Husky fan. I've mm -hmm. always been, um, and uh, you know, go to the Final Fours when they're when they're in them and whatnot, uh, and so. Kemba, Kemba, if I could replace Kyrie with anyone, I'm so happy that it's Kemba. That's just like perfect for me. So I'm excited about that. And I love Kemba Walker. So uh, I'll say Kemba. Um, we got a question from YouTube here. Any Met stacks? Would you think about a Met stack tonight? Paxton's Subway Paxton. series. I mean, they, they lit him up the last time. If there's something, if he's just falling under that New York pressure and uh, Pete Alon, I mean, no one's going to play these guys, but like they're right. The price is right. Like JD Davis is only 11 bucks. Uh, Pete Alonzo crushed his crushed packs in the last time. Um, monster yeah. home run upside. Yeah. You can, you, I don't, I don't mind that. Even McNeil, you know, McNeil Frazier can hit a lefty. can take a lefty out. Ramos can hit a lefty. Oh, look who showed up in the chat. Who? JSU. Oh, go, you know, JSU, if we want to talk NBA during a baseball show. Yeah, got finished like, with his Zumba class. Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. Oh, my God, Enos Cantor. Oh, God. I do not. Why do we keep talking NBA? Stop it with the NBA. The season's over. It's baseball. I'm not excited about Cantor, but hopefully Stevens can get it. You guys, you know, JSU, go fly a kite. Kick some rocks while you're at it, dude. Just sabotaging the show. 
again, just like he sabotaged his last show with all this NBA talk, season's been over. He, he didn't even talk NBA. He wasn't even talking. What are you talking about? The last 10 minutes of the show, all he's talking about is the Celtics, the Celtics. Oh, my God, I love the Celtics. It's like Susie Waldman. He sounded like Susie Waldman when Roger Clemens came back. Oh, the Celtics. Best ball is live on Yahoo. Take your meds today? Huh? You take your meds today? Yeah, we lowered the dosage though, so yeah. things aren't going very well. Just yeah. curious. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can tell. I can tell. I really, I, I didn't. I'm not salty today. Everything's fine. It's just you know, JSU comes on here and that's a complete sabotage. He goes Beastie Boys on us. Um, Bets Meadows or Brantley? I guess this is in a vacuum. Um. I mean, Meadows is the best point per dollar play. I mean, that's a nice outfield if you can get all three of them. Um, I would I would prioritize Meadows and Brantley first. Meadows and Brantley? Before bets. All right. And then J.D. Martinez, too. I mean, those two guys are right up there. Yeah. That's what I would say. All right, man. Very good. Anything else you'd like to add to this? Who's your dong? Who's your dong call tonight? Who's your donger? Um, my don- uh, Yasiel Puig. Ooh, I like that. I'm going Muncie. Give me some Muncie, man. Some Max Muncie. Stack of the night, two stacks. For me, it's the Dodgers, number one. Who's your top two stacks? Oh, will Zach Gallon, uh, someone wants to know, from will Zach Gallon have 10 plus Ks or 15 plus Ks? Uh, that's funny. Um, I love Gallon. I think he's absolutely legit. Um, and uh, I like him as a GBP play tonight on Yahoo. Um JSU, stop talking yeah, trash. You probably to me. won't have 10Ks though. You're my second favorite host. I'll say, I'll say 7Ks. It goes Kirkwood, JSU, Pepsi. That's my top three. I can't. You were number I, one, but then I, you started talking NBA today and you just screwed me. He didn't even say that. anything about the Celtics. Well, you're just reading his comments saying that. You didn't watch the last 10 minutes of the show. All right. Anyways, will you give me two stacks? Um, two two stacks. Uh, Give me two stacks. I mean, the Angels narrative stack, number one. Um, lower owned. I think. uh, You like the Reds? Do you like Cincinnati or Oakland? Love love the Reds. Reds No Reds. Reds would be my number two. Kind of like sneaky, Mm -hmm. and then uh, obviously, you know, just look the cores. I didn't snub Grant, guys. There was I just weren't. I know you like the Dodgers. Huh? I know you like the Dodgers. No, I love the Doyers. I absolutely love the Doyers. I can't I can't even make a case for anybody better than them this evening. Um, but if I had how about the A's? That was an interesting I I I just got done with uh reading cheese before the show, and he said that was kind of a sleeper stack. I mean, Order Izzy's been pretty darn good. Um, I think so too. And uh you know they will. They're supposed to get Chris Davis back tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would just look for them for like one-off homers, like Semyon. I wouldn't mind from as a play at short. Chapman, you could play as a pivot. Um, Matt Olson could be. He would probably be the best home run call. But uh, Chris Davis is only eleven bucks, so I would probably like Chris Davis. May I may play him in my outfield, even though he's banged up a little bit. Pepsi, Kirkwood, Saravian. That's the new rankings. Just because you you uh, ended up agreeing with him, the July Sharp Side Street contest continues. Fifteen hundred dollar oh, fan. Forgot someone. See, this is why we have YouTube chat. Uh, shout what? out to Leroy. Oh, oh, 
Okoro. I hope I didn't butcher. Can I read a damn promo? What are you doing? No, I'm trying to shout out one of our YouTube chat members because it's all about YouTube. Chat. What up? Um, the raised lefties. Uh, definitely. Um, like if they get overlooked, and, and, and it's just my brain is overlooking them, so I think they will get overlooked to some extent. I mean, they they should just be a phenomenal stack against this awful pitcher journeyman 30 year old is just going to throw strikes in that bullpen they have behind them the park is the only thing that that's bad but uh there's got to be a lot of upside there and their price is nice like austin meadows 11 lao is six tommy fam is an awesome play you can play g-man you can play garcia you can play kiermaier i mean you can play one through one through seven easy you just sabotaged my promo read pepsi Sorry, go ahead go ahead go ahead take them out with the promo read. you're you're last place now Kind of close. Uh, sharp side contest here in July. $1,500 FanDuel credit. Longest lock bet streak in July. So uh, get going on that. Check out the sharp side app for more info. Um, Kirkwood, it was, I would say it was wonderful working with you again, but this time it would be a lie. You were, you were so difficult to work with today. Painful. Uh, just pulling out information from you. But I hope you have a wonderful night tonight, and I, I hope your Angels narrative works out. I hope you, you do, too. I hope they fix that medication balance and they get it just right <laughs> for the next show. And uh, Pepto and Imodium, is that what you're talking about? I was thinking more like, who knows, uh, anti-anxiety, you know, <laughs> antidepressants, maybe some amphetamines, you know, I, those kind of hold things. Hold on. <laughs> You start throwing quaaludes. Um, I don't know. All right. Oh, you see, you do know. You do know. I don't. I just heard. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. I'm all about that. All right, guys. We're getting out of here. I'm done with him. I'll catch you next time. See you, Kirkwood. It's wonderful. Bye-bye. Welcome to another edition of the Monkey Knife Fight Show here on Roto Grinders. I am Terry Ferguson. I'm bringing you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife. If you have not signed up for it yet, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus on your first $50. That's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours, and you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos, throw in these props, and let the money roll in. I got four of you today, two from the Angels game, two from the Tampa Bay game. So stay tuned. Get to my first prop. It's a two out three rapid fire in the Tampa Bay game. All right, so we have Tampa Bay going up against Baltimore. Tampa Bay has an ace on the mound, and Baltimore has something very much less than an ace with a terrible bullpen. So there is going to be some points scored here. Let's start off with the first part of the prop Adamas versus VR. This is a lock. VR is a decent hitter, probably better hit than Adamas, although Adamas is very underrated. The biggest thing is Morton is going up against VR, and Morton has crushed lefties and righties. VR switch hitter, probably going to be batting from the left side of the plate, but it doesn't matter where he's batting. Morton has a 30% K rate, a 3x FIP has been very good, an absolute ace, and the Tampa Bay bullpen's much better. So Adamas going up against one of the worst pitchers in the league is all but guaranteed to score more points. This is baseball, anything can happen, but we do have the tiebreaker. 
decent chance both of them end up with zero. If they end up with zero, Adamas gets the win. Take Adamas. Next up, we have Lau versus Fam. Lau getting the tiebreaker, which is big, and Lau has the platoon split. He's going up against a pitcher that should have some fairly normal splits, and that is big for Lau, who is, in all honesty, probably just as good, if not better, hitter than Fam. Has been doing better so far this year. Going with the platoon split. I'm rolling with Lau. Easy money. Next up, we have Kiermaier versus Choi. I'm taking Kiermaier strictly because of the platoon split. Both of their numbers have been decently good. Choi more likely to get pinch hit for if a left-handed reliever comes in. Kiermaier st should stay in the game in that scenario, but Choi might not. So I'm taking Kiermaier. I'm taking him with the platoon split, and I'm just moving on. Next up, we have my second prop. It's a two out of three over-under in the same game. All right, so we have Morton over under 7.5 Ks. The big thing with Morton is he does not have a terribly long leash. In this game, there's a potential that he could get hit for early, could be yanked from the game, could be out fairly quickly. And so I'm taking the under on Ks. Yes, Baltimore is a decent K lineup, but it's not great. It's not terrible. I'm taking the under with Morton. It's just a gut feeling that he only gets seven in this matchup. So I'm rolling with him. Next up, we got VR over under 1.5 hits slash walks. Again, Morton, very good pitcher here. So I'm going with the under. It's just real simple. He's probably going to get one. He might get one of either, but he's probably not getting both. And he's probably not getting two of these. So I'm taking the under here. He's probably going to only get on base once out of five times, which he may or may not get five at bats in this game, considering Morton's going to be rolling through the lineup. Last up, we have Lau over under 1.5 stolen or total bases going up against one of the worst pitchers in the league and the worst bullpen in the league it's not a great part but both these guys give up power the bullpen and the starting pitcher extreme fly fly ball starting pitcher that gives up a lot of hard contact and the bullpen has one of the highest isos in the league 1.5 total bases should be pretty easy for Lau to take the over next up we have my third prop it's a two out of two over under in the la game all right, so we have Miner over under 4.5 Ks. Miner's a decent strikeout pitcher, 25% K rate on the season here, but he's going up against one of the worst strikeout teams in the league. They strike out at an 11% clip, worst matchup you can possibly get in terms of hitting this prop. He's had over five in nearly every single start in his last eight, but this is not a good strikeout matchup, and the weather is terrible over in Arlington for pitchers going to be 90 it's going to be humid the wind's blowing in creating that funnel effect minor is going to probably get crushed here angels have nearly a five implied team total and so everyone has a 10 percent k rate in the line everyone every single person except for upton that's only one guy so i'm not really worried about it and they know how to work the count so minor going late into the game is not a likely scenario next up we have trout over under 1.5 hits slash walks Trout with a 20% walk rate, so he's a decent chance of getting walked. And he's playing in Arlington in some of the best hitting weather there is, so decent chance he gets one hit or two hits. So I'm taking the over, and I'm moving on. All right, last up, we have my last product, the 2 out of 3 rapid fire. But before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. You do that, it lets you know exactly when these videos come out. It helps us out, help us out, help you out helps everyone it's a win-win so go ahead like subscribe over there and let me know any questions you have on these props or any props that you like over in the comments section but let's get to my last prop of the nights two out three rapid fire in the angels game all right so first off we have gallo versus trout plus 1.5 fantasy points are you kidding me 
Trout may have the platoon split. I don't care. Gallo is still a very good hitter, and Suarez is not a high strikeout guy, which means the ball is going to be put in play. It is hot and humid over in Arlington, as I already said. So Gallo, pretty good chance at a home run here, even going up against lefty, because he hits the ball, and it goes far. So I'm taking Gallo here. Next up, Upton versus Otani. Not entirely sure if Otani is going to be in the lineup, but if he is, there's a lock. Upton has the platoon split. Otani going lefty-lefty has not had great numbers versus lefties in the past. So if Otani is in the lineup, then Upton is almost sure to beat him, and he's getting the tiebreaker. So easy money there. Pujols versus Calhoun, again, same thing. Don't know if Calhoun's going to be in the lineup, but he may be. We don't know what lineup they're going to roll with. So I'm taking Pujols, and I'm taking the free money here. Again, lefty-lefty with Calhoun. Pujols is going to have a better lineup spot in all likelihood, probably batting fourth. So take Pujols. Again, if these guys don't end up in the lineup, then you still get a refund on your money. So don't worry about that. And this is a good prop here. We got two guys with a platoon split, and we got Joe Gallo gaining 1.5 points. Monkey Knife Fight also should mention, scoring is fairly similar to FanDuel in the past. One point for a single, two points for a double, three points for a triple, etc. So 1.5 points is a huge amount to be giving up for Gallo, and the tiebreaker is pretty big in this. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again later on this week with another video. Good luck on all your props tonight. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. going on Roto Grinders Dean here at Steen 7904 if you want to get all technical on me it's five o'clock out of that on the east coast two o'clock on the west coast four o'clock Tennessee time which of course means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders it's called Grinders Live it's sponsored by Fantasy Draft and joining me today is one Stevie TPFL you may know him from such things as NASCAR the morning grind Stevie how we doing how's uh, Tuesday treating you I'm doing peachy um well about two and a half hours ago wrote an article that I did not finish last night and um, just kind of been hanging out. 
I, you know, I could you, I could have had like a hundred adjectives, and I never would have went with Peachy. That would that would still be on the board, but that's good to hear. Uh, what, what is our article? Is that is it on NASCAR or what? No, I do uh, Roto World Roto Grinders um, article on Tuesday, so it's on Roto World for Roto Grinders about uh, today's massive baseball slate. I presume. Yes. This slate is nuts, man. It's I was talking to D Train about it in the uh, you know pre-show, and uh, it, it's a lot going on. It's pretty. It's I'm a little overwhelmed. I don't know about yourself. We're gonna dive in, of course, and break it down in just a second. But uh, g- give me a screenshot. Like there, there's a uh, so many stud pitchers. There's Coors Field with a massive team total. There's a, a lot of heat. It's getting out. It's starting to heat up. It's July. You know how are we uh, narrowing this down? Um, it's tough, you know, like it, it's such a big slate that I, I think we have pitching at the top. I think we have pitching, um, in the middle and I think we have pitching at the bottom. So yeah. I think there's a bunch of different ways you can go pitching today. The pitchers that are at the bottom all have upside. They're all very risky. Um, the middle pitchers are guys that are semi safe, but you know, definitely have blow up potential. And the guys at top are guys you're paying up for for that floor slash that massive upside. So with cores, with like five or six, there was like eight games that I wanted or eight teams that I wanted to stack. Um, So I'm trying to narrow it down to like four or five teams. And that's what I've been doing here, um, you know, before we got started. And I'm still jumping back and forth as far as who my like my my cash game pitchers may or may not be in a a two pitcher format. I'm I'm, kind of jumping all over the place and, uh, well, we'll touch on a bunch of names. There's many different routes to go, and uh, I'm considering some cheapies, which are – that kind of goes against my brain when I'm building cash lineups at least. But, uh, you know, I just want to get in some of these sticks. Before we fully dive in, we want to mention a couple things going down here at RG, if you're aware. Uh, we are doing the uh, the badge deal. It's still going on. You rock the Rotor Grinders avatar. Uh, you, you get yourself a chance to win, uh, you know, one month of free premium here at RG if you finish the top ten of certain contests. There is a, uh, a link that's going to be dropped in the chat. If you guys are not in the chat for whatever particular reason, you should be. If not the Rotor Grinders chat, you're probably on the old YouTube as well. Feel free to like and subscribe on YouTube. Jump on over here at RG. Uh, if you rock the Rotor Grinders badge, uh, you will uh, finish the top 10 of certain contests. Again, check out the forums. Check out that link. You will get one month of free premium at Rotor Grinders, which includes, amongst other things, the lineup HQ, Jesus Million Dollar Musings, the expert rankings, crunch time. You got Kevin Ross weather. Uh, ownership percentage, the premium podcast, expert survey, uh, Slate IQ, yada, 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 a lot going down, obviously. Also want to mention uh, the SharpSide app is running a contest all month long. If you finish la- uh, at the end of the month, uh, July 31st, it's going on all, all month long. If you have the longest streak going uh, in the streak contest on the SharpSide app, you win yourself a $1,000 in FanDuel credit, second, $300 in FanDuel credit, third, $200 in FanDuel credit, 4th through 10th, you get uh, one month of RG premium. For more details on that, check out the SharpSide app. That is free to play, free to download. Are you team iOS or are you team Android, Stevie? iOS. We're not close. We're not phone compatible, apparently. <laughs> Why is it not close, by the way? Not close. Massive, <laughs> that's ma- massive Apple fan just in general. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm Team Apple, but like I'm versatile. I, I like the Android. I got the Google phone. It's good times for me. But uh, all right, got that out of the way. Check out the links as far as the promos that are going down in the chat. Uh, so I think the chalk kind of sort of cash game play tonight uh, amongst all the big names. You know, Patrick Corbin, Nola's been in great form, but of course he's facing Atlanta team. They don't really want to mess with it. It's hot there. They don't call it hot Atlanta for ironic reasons. 
uh, Trevor Bauer against Casey. It's hot in Kansas City, too, but Kansas City kind of an inept lineup. But uh, for me, at the top, you know, for my quote-unquote cash game lineup, optimal lineup, it's got to be Charlie Morton against Baltimore. What say you? See, I'm leaning more Corbin, um, but I completely understand why it would be Morton. Like, I, I'm not going to talk you off of either one of those guys. Um, I think both of those guys are your two top-end options. Um, you know, Morton is a guy that I, I certainly like if you want to save a little bit of money. Uh, if you want to pay up, I think Corbin's in a little bit better matchup, and Corbin has a better umpire. Um, I, I'd lean more towards Corbin, but I understand why anybody would want to play Morton. Yeah, okay, so I like them both, but I, I would argue the matchup for Morton's better than it is for Corbin. Your argument for, for Corbin would be that the Marlins are pretty inept, and of course he's in the National League as well, uh, and he gets to pick on that uh, the pitcher swinging, so that that is a bump. But as far as the K perspective, the Ks aren't, aren't really there as much. Uh, in the lineup that that's kind of my counter my, my counterpoint to Corbin is that the, collectively this lineup for Miami you know Roas at the top strikes at 8.2 percent versus lefties that's you know he's not this great hitter but he's he's probably going to make contact and probably not you know do any damage but he's also probably not going to strike out 16.1 percent this season uh, that's with a low number for Walker for what it's worth which is stretching out for the last two years because Walker is a small sample size so let's give it the last the last two years 21.6 percent so that's a little, a little bit more appealing uh, of course, the Baltimore side strikes out a little bit more. Uh, and we're going to see mostly righties. So what's the number here for righties as far as Corbin? Uh, 28%. Uh, it's a downgrade from his 35% versus lefties. Are you also factoring in just like the ability that the Marlins are terrible? I assume that's a that's got to work its way into the conversation too. Well, not even only that. So like when you're digging into the matchup, the Marlins against lefties, they don't strike out as much. I, I don't disagree with that. But Neil Walker brings that average down a lot at 3.3% and Rojas at 8.2%. You take those two guys out, everybody's in that 16 to 30 range in strikeouts. So the total average is going to be down because there's two guys under 10%. But there's four guys over 23%, so that's obviously going to bump it up a little bit. They don't walk. They're one of the, they walk the least, I think, against left-handed pitching this season. And they're all ground ball hitters. Like, you know, when we're looking for safety, we're looking for cash games. Why am I not looking at a team that has zero power that hits the ball on the ground a ton? And they're just terrible. They're, they're terrible. Miami's terrible. I gave the old refresh on the, uh, the lineups page here. Roto Grinders, Miami is projected to score 3.57 runs precisely. Uh, do you know what Baltimore's team total is? Um, I don't have it up in front of me. So if you want me to guess, I would guess like 4.1. 2.86. See, I, I get like, I, I get that. But like when you're looking, if you're just comparing the two lineups, if you're taking on paper, if you're looking at the Miami lineup and you're looking at the Baltimore lineup, the Baltimore lineup is better than the Miami lineup. <laughs> VR, Smith, Mancini, Santander, <laughs> like those guys are better than almost anybody that's in the Marlins lineup. Well, define better. Like they're, they're less likely to strike out. No, they're going to strike out. I'm, they're they're more likely like there's home run upside in the in the Baltimore lineup, where there's just not a lot of home runs in the in the Miami lineup. Well, the Miami lineups are the better ballpark for homers, so like you can go either way in that. <sighs> sure, Washington's a great ballpark for home runs. It's terrible. It is. It's a it's actually, Cardi talks about how that it's one of the more ballparks. Yep, Cardi talks about it. Yep, Cardi's smart. <laughs> it's it's I, i'm like you I, I think of washington as kind of sort of a neutral ballpark but it's actually been pretty plus over the years uh, more, uh, it's a better hitters ballpark than we think it is is that not fair to say or you, you just sure. don't buy it 
True. I've always considered Washington a neutral to pitcher's ballpark, but to each his own. Uh, as far as the K props, we're looking at Charlie Morton at seven and a half. We're looking at uh, Corbin at six and a half. We're just kind of like, you know, picking uh, picking at these two pitches. They're both well positioned, obviously. Uh, They're the not. top two pitchers on the slate. It's it's as simple as that. They're the top two pitchers on the slate. So here's my issue with Morton, and this is why I think Morton's an interesting fade in tournaments. I think he's a great play in cash games, but doesn't go particularly deep. Now he, he has been going deeper of late, and like he basically gets those six innings in, and that's about it. Uh, but that's that's if he's cruising. Uh, you know, he's old. Uh, Tampa is definitely aware of this. He's had a, a history of injuries as well, too. Uh, Tampa has their eyes on October. They're probably thinking the long game. Baltimore, obviously not a particularly good offense. You know, maybe they, maybe if this game's like 6-1 to one or so in the seventh, he probably comes out. Uh, he just doesn't really have access to a complete game. So as far as like the highest scoring pitcher on the board, it's probably not going to be Charlie Morton. I think he's on the family feed board as far as top scorers. I just don't think he's the number one answer. Uh, we'll talk about guys like Bauer, who I think, you know, Bauer's a guy, if he's cruising, he can throw 115 pitches and throw, you know, a CGSO in Kansas City and strike out 10. Like, that's definitely something he can do. Boyd, same deal. He's another guy that can crush. Um, so I, I think it's an interesting pivot off of Morton in tournaments, but I love him for cash games because, you know, he feels super safe. What is he's got at least six, basically six or seven innings in eight of his last nine games or so. And at home versus Baltimore, you figure the W's on layaway versus Wojbaum. Um that Baltimore lineup, obviously not very good. Chris Davis cracked the lineup. We like seeing that, don't we? Yes. <laughs> it's like uh, a forty percent strikeout rate. It's like thirty-eight or something. It's a uh, let's let's. It's not good. You know, we can fire up the old plate IQ and see what it is precisely. But yeah, the last two years versus Brighty's thirty-seven point one percent. And as far as the split for for Morton, uh, he's got a big split as far as striking out lefties. Twenty-four point six percent versus Brighty's, but thirty-four percent versus lefties. Uh, Chris Davis feels like a couple K's on layaway. Yeah, you can always get strikeouts from Chris Davis. I don't disagree with that. A um, lot of lot of lot of chat going on in chat right now about like hitter and pitchers ballparks. You got to remember one thing: like at this time of the year, we're in the hottest time of the year usually. Right now, for the like the next month, month and a half, the ball is going to be flying. The ball is juiced. Um, like you're going to get home runs everywhere. Um, London did not play towards a pitcher's park party. I'm sorry. Um, I think there was a hundred <laughs> runs scored over there. He took but the L on that for what it's worth. No, I know. I know. I'm just messing with him, but, um, it's the hottest time of the year right now. So like the ball is going to be flying everywhere. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, did you, yeah. London, what was it like? Uh, t- I, the biggest total I think I saw in the second game, like 16 and a half. Is that what it was? And it still went over. Yeah. Uh, what a crazy number that was in uh, the London game. I know the center field wall was not terribly deep, but uh, they definitely and- juiced the balls for that series too. Like, <laughs> let's be real. I watched some of those games. You're a Boston fan, did you? I guess you didn't watch too much because it got ugly pretty quickly. No, I was I was actually busy both days, but didn't I actually didn't get to watch any of the so. But. You were spared. Um, yeah, so you know, Noah's been great. Uh, him and his curveball has been awesome of late. Of course, he's facing Atlanta and Atlanta team doesn't strike out a ton. You know, pretty solid lineup. And it's the same price. So, like, it's interesting pivots for tournaments. I think Noah's uh, sure you can play him in tournaments. Bauer, we kind of touched on him. He's the most expensive guy on the board, but there's so many stops along the way. Uh, Boyd against the White Sox is pretty interesting as well, too. Wheeler, good pitcher, ch- tends to go deep, but he's facing a Yankee team. You don't necessarily want to pick on. Like, what's your thoughts as, as this group? Because it's really talented guys. They're just not necessarily well-positioned as far as Bauer, as far as Nola. I skipped over Minor. I just can't imagine rostering Minor today. I just It's just – 
feels like a t- he's just overpriced and you know that LA team is just not strike out and it's you know it's a positive ballpark jump for them uh what, what's your take as far as the rest of these guys up top um I think Bauer's a great tournament play uh with him being priced more than Corbin and Morton um you know I, I think Bauer is a great um tournament player so I like Bauer a lot. I don't like Nola. Um, really hot in Atlanta. Ball's going to be flying. Um, no real interest here for Nola. Mike Miner, it's – like, you could play the narrative street of Mike Miner, I guess, and, like, that game being canceled and, like, um, you know, the Angels are going to come out and just, you know, either be really good or really bad. Um, so, like, I, I don't I don't think I'll play Miner. I had interest in Miner yesterday on a five-game slate, but I don't think I'll do that. I don't hate Matt Boyd. He gets a really good umpire. There's good strikeouts in this lineup. Like, if we're looking at the guys all over that, like, high price tier range, I think that, you know, for me, I think it's, like I said, Corbin Morton and then Bauer and then Boyd uh, would be how I'd kind of classify those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and play the narrative street as far as what the Angels – who knows where their head is at. Obviously, they're still probably still in shock, I presume. And who knows how they're going to play. And baseball is probably the furthest thing from their mind. Uh, by the way, I, as you were talking, I went ahead and found uh, – I'm not trying to well actually you. I was, I was actually generally curious because these, these things are always kind of sort of changing. Uh, as far as the ballpark factors, you know, you fire that up. Uh, you know, RG's got the page for that. And they kind of split it up by, you know, by home runs, triples, doubles, singles. Uh, you know, one would be, you know, average. Anything below, you know, 95, uh, you know, 0.95 would be like 5% below average. Uh, and for home runs for Nationals Park, 1.14 for left field, that's right-handers, and 1.10, uh, you know, for, for lefties as far as right field. So both are positive. It's positive for singles, doubles. The only thing it's a bad ballpark for is triples. So, uh, I mean, again, this is according to data here at, uh, at RG. So, uh, you know, I, this one surprised me too. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll drop the link in chat. People probably are aware of this stuff, like, you know, more so than any, or, than any other sport, the dimensions of the ballpark matter so much, obviously. But uh, there you go. Uh, just go, feel free to take a look at that. Uh, chat, have at it. Uh, how about the, the mid-tier? Uh, Odorizzi's been, you know, good, uh, nice ballpark. Uh, fly ball pitchers were protected by home under fly ball rate this year. I suppose he can give a couple homers if you're this today if it doesn't go his way. But, you know, for me, he's kind of sort of lost because he's a little bit priced up, and I don't necessarily need to pick on Oakland. Uh, Wheeler, Price, Paxton feels under price. I, I just don't trust Paxton. Should, well, what do you do with James Paxton? He feels like a wild card in this slate. Um, I, I think he has upside. Um, I really do. Like, if you're looking for a guy in that 8 to 9K range, he probably has the best upside out of those guys. So, um, it's not the greatest matchup in the world, but he is getting a ballpark bump. Um, because we, we know Mets ballpark is pitching um, friendly um, <laughs> compared to Yankee Stadium. You know, maybe Yankee Stadium's a pitcher's park too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think Paxton has upside 8,900. I think he's certainly somebody that we could potentially play here. Um, him and David Price are kind of those mid-tier options. Um, I'll be honest, though. Maybe not. I wouldn't be shocked if Zach Wheeler has a good game today. I'm not going to play him. But I wouldn't be shocked if Zach Wheeler has a good game. Very right-handed heavy power offense. We know that he's a we got he has good stuff against right-handed bats. He has the ability to get outs and generate soft contact against righties. So I wouldn't be shocked if Wheeler has a good game here. It's just 
I'm not probably playing any pitcher against the Yankees this season. Um, not name like Jacob DeGrom or something. Like, I, I just can't pull the trigger, but I wouldn't be shocked if he pitches well. Yeah, not a ton of Ks. This uh, Yankee lineup is less than expected. Obviously, the pitcher uh, should strike out. But, the, you know, the, there's no there's no Stanton in there. And Judge, of course, pops as far as his Ks. But, like, LeMahieu uh, subdues those. These other LeMahieu, he's, that's all you got to look at and say, oh, well, of course, Yankee Stadium's a, a hitter's park because that guy gets nine hits a night. Um, Gregorius not striking out a ton either. Collectively, we're looking at 20.3%, which is not terribly appealing. But I think Wheeler is fine. I just don't think it's enough of a discount off the other guys. That, that's sort of where I'm at, and that sounds like where you're at as well, too. Like, you're not going to yeah. roster him, but you're not picking on him, correct? Correct. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he pitches really well here, but I'm not playing him. Paxton – I won't play know, bats against him. I'm probably going to fade the Yankees today. I think I'm just fading that game. I, I'm, I'm probably going to have less in the field on Paxton, but the price is down. It's kind of tempting. Two of his last – you know, two of his last four games, he got absolutely pummeled. Uh, if you want to say, you know, the Mets beat him up last time or not last time, last time they faced him about four games ago, uh, Toronto beat him up as well, too. We were solid against Houston, solid against the White Sox. Uh, you know, the velocity is down a tick for what it's worth. You know, we know he's been up and down as far as injuries this year. Uh, he's had a history of injuries. I think the Yankees want, I don't know why they would want to push him necessarily, especially in the NL. There's a chance he might get pinch hit, pinch hit for like in the fifth or sixth inning. Something like that would not surprise me if the situation calls for it. They have a pretty good bullpen. Uh, they are well rested, I suppose. You can make that argument with, you know, they have the uh, some jet lag. Well, what's the difference in the, you know, flying from London to New York or like, you know, New York to San Francisco, like three or four hours? Is that big of a difference? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, Off the top of my head, I don't know. I, feel, I, I flew. I flew to London. They gave them an extra day though. Like they flew out. I think Sunday. They had Monday off. Like they should be fine. Yeah, I suppose they're fine and they're adjusted. Um, as long as like if they can just keep hitting like they did in London, like you'll you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was wild what was going on down there. Uh, I yeah, I'm I think Paxton's gonna be somewhat popular. I'm not taking a peek as far as the ownership. We'll take a peek at that later in the show, but uh I'm gonna have less than the field. Uh that, that's sort of where I'm at, most likely. That's I just don't trust the dude. The, the big variance as far as the outcomes, and I guess they're supposed to embrace that in tournaments, but I don't know if you are, if his number is going to be high as far as ownership, especially in the slate where there's just so many other options out there. I just don't see him going like beyond six, which he could be fine in six and strike out seven or eight or nine. And that's definitely something he can do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that, is that like a hot take? I feel like Paxson's popular today. Um, I think he'll be popular just because of price. I think he'll probably be like 15 to 20% owned, which is pretty high on a 15 game slate on a two pitcher site. So I could see him, you know, definitely getting there, but I, I, I certainly see your your side of things too. Uh, mid tier, what do we have here in the mid tier that kind of jumps out for you? Armand Marquez against Houston. You know, the price is down, but of course, he wants to pick on Houston. We don't have a lineup just yet, do we? As far as Houston, because we were. Oh, we do. Is Alvarez in or not? I'm curious. Uh, he's not in the lineup. We got Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Guriel, Reddick, Chirinos, and Straw. Um, all right, so that's I guess that's a bonus there for Marquez, and that's a bonus, you know, because he just can't field, I suppose, was the issue. You were talking about maybe he plays first base. We might see that later on uh, in the week. Um, Marquez do anything for you? Keiko's been a disaster so far. It's a full pass for me. Stripling, if he can get, like, 80 pitches or so, but I don't know if he can. He's kind of working his way up there. Uh, Flaherty versus Seattle is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. He kind of got bad with that one that last game with just – one goofy inning, Seattle. 
might roll out a few too many lefties. They're not necessarily good lefties, but that kind of subdues his uh, K potential. What do you have for here in the mid-tier? Um, I'll go mid-tier down. I, I like Flaherty. I think he's facing a team that's just terrible. Like, you're worried about two bats, really. Like, J.B. Crawford's really hot. Vogelbach is always the guy that you're super worried about. But, like, pitching conditions-wise, this is probably the best pitching conditions on the slate. Um, it has that open-air like dome and it's kind of still cold in seattle so like pitcher wise um this is one of the better pitcher spots for weather so i don't mind flaherty matthew strom you know we went that way yesterday with logan allen um, a lefty against san francisco and it didn't work out but i'm going right back to it here this team is the worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching um it's a great spot for matthew strom so i really like him and then Renato Lopez, you know, it's a matchup against Detroit. It's a right-handed pitcher. He is an extreme pitcher's umpire. The team strikes down at such a high clip that even if he gives up a couple runs or a couple home runs or something, like he's still a guy that could get like eight or nine strikeouts in this game. And he's already dominated them twice this season. Uh-huh. He's too cheap. Like I am really considering playing him a lot um, on this slate. I think he's going to be the chalk that people kind of move down to. And I, I, I'm with you and I'm, like I was, I said before at the top of the show, I was considering rostering somebody in the dumpster as far as uh, cash games. And Lopez was that guy, and this is a great lineup for him to face, obviously. If you pull a, you know, pull back the last two years as far as Detroit, uh, you know, facing right-handers, 25.5% collectively as far as striking out. Uh, the lowest guy is Biggie at 18.6%, and of course he has got no ISO these days. The power is just zapped. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez won't give it up for what it's worth, and it's expected to be hot. Uh, but they're not particularly, you know, especially patient outside of a couple guys, 8%, uh, you know, walk percent, 25.5% as far as the Ks, Dixon, Calvarone, uh, Candelario, you know, one-time lefty master Jordan Mer- uh, Jordy Mercer cracked the lineup. I'm not really sure where he came from, but he's back in our lives. Um, you know, he's not somebody that I'm afraid of. It's a bad lineup, man. It's just a bad lineup. It's mostly right-handers uh, as far as the split. You know, uh, Lopez not a big K guy, but he strikes up more righties than lefties. 21.6% righties, which is not good, but it's like league average, basically perfectly fine, especially when you consider the price. And we're going to load up with the bats. We'll talk about them soon enough. So many good spots to talk about. Uh, Stevie, would you play Lopez in cash as your SB2? He's in my lineup right now. Do you feel good about it? Like on a scale of one to no. ten? No, <laughs> I hate it. Um, <laughs> I think if you want to go down and you want to feel a little bit better about it, like Matthew Strom is probably your guy. Um, but I've done crazy things. I'm not your typical cash game player. I'm o- I'm okay with taking risks. So uh, I think Lopez is where I'm probably going to end up, but it's just because, like, I'm perfectly okay with taking the risk. Yeah, I mean, and Strom's not great either. You're just playing against the Giants. And I know the Giants put up 13 runs yesterday, but, uh, you know, that was yesterday. They got, their run, they got their runs for the week. Like, we know they're probably going to score, like, zero to two runs the rest of the week. They hit their quota. They're good. They're just going to relax the rest of the week. And yeah, it made uh, they, they made the fans um, in San Diego happy. Like they got some received some runs, but they're they're <laughs> done scoring for the rest of the week. Yeah, I did not play the Giants last night for what it's worth. And the K's are fine. You know, pretty solid as far as the K's. Uh, you know, either way, lefties, righties, twenty three and twenty five percent. Of course, the Sam Skill lineup, while pretty inept, it's, they don't strike out a ton. We don't line up just yet. But last two last two years, the projected lineup has them at nineteen point five percent. Uh, you definitely want Austin in the, to crack that lineup. You want AC Slater in there as well, too. He's back for the Giants. Um, yeah, uh, Strom is definitely – my cash game is probably going to be uh, Morton, Strom, Lopez. 
Um, again, nothing finalized. Want to see all the lineups and kind of take care after the show. Uh, Flaherty, I think Flaherty's in the conversation and maybe maybe being like an SP2 if you have the salary for him. Uh, the tricky part of Flaherty is like, well, Seattle's not good. They have more lefties now, which is like, I don't want to say concerning, but they have a one, two, three, four, five, potentially six lefties. You know, Flaherty the last two years, as far as, you know, lefty righty split, 30, 31.8% as far as striking out against righties. That's awesome. 24.8 against lefties, which is, you know, still fine. Um, yeah, I just, you know, and again, he's, it's kind of baked into the price too. And like you said, the, the ballpark, the environment's going to be, we're expecting the, uh, the roof to be closed in Seattle. Is that standard these days? It's still like the it's closed, but it's still like how it's set up. It's like it's still open air, like if that makes sense. Like they have is these their back, like, not officially their dome isn't fully closed. I don't. No, I, no, it's like it has these like panels that the air still comes in from outside. All right. Anything else that's worth talking about as far as pitchers? Uh, I've seen people talk about Beatty. I just you know against San Diego there is some K's there in theory. Uh, Anderson's super, super cheap, but like, you know, I, I, it's hot in Cincinnati and I prefer the bats as opposed to the arms. Musgrove is kind of sort of interesting. You know, he's just because the price kind of adds him to the conversation and he's been, uh, you know, back to being what we expected, at least the last two games had a great start there against Houston against San Diego struck out a, a bunch of dudes as expected Chicago tougher, tougher matchup from a K perspective is Musgrove somebody you're looking at to, you know, just because for me, he's interesting. And, you know, just because of the price, maybe a pivot off of Lopez, or if you want to double down with Musgrove and Lopez, just have a good time as far as with your bats. Uh, where does he, you know, line up for you? Really quick before we talk about where I, before I talk about Musgrove, Jimino just said it perfect. Seattle's roof is more like an umbrella than a dome. Like I couldn't think of a way to like say it the easiest way. And like that, I think that gives you guys a better idea of what, what I was trying to say. Um, so, Jamino, I appreciate it. Um, Joe Musgrove. I don't hate this spot for him. You know, there's five righties plus the pitcher spot in here. Um, you know, you want him against right-handed heavy teams. You know, you're always concerned about Schwarber, Rizzo, Hayward, um, all the lefties. And then, like, you're super concerned that Baez and Bryant can get to him. So, I still prefer Lopez if I'm going down there. Um, I like Lopez more than Musgrove. I like Beatty more than Musgrove, too. I, I think Beatty has a little bit more strikeout upside than Musgrove here today. Uh, sell me on Beatty. It's just he's facing the Padres, and that's it? Well, like, when we look at the Padres lineup, it's it's just so right-handed heavy nowadays, um, and it has been for years. Like, the guy has a massive ground ball rate against righties. He has a 25% K rate against righties, uh, 125 ISO. So, like, when you're looking at this lineup, they have a lot of power, but he's done a great job at limiting the power. Greg Garcia is probably going to be in there. Hosmer, like, you know, I'm, I'm super concerned. Like, you know, those lefties just don't concern me. So. You know who won't be in there, right? Machado. Machado's taking a suspension tonight. Oh, is he? That, see, yeah. that, that even helps, like, Beatty even more. Uh, the tricky part of Beatty is he's got to throw strikes. He walks too many dudes. But, like, I, I do agree. He's definitely in the conversation. Uh, didn't mean to like kind of gloss over Boyd, but like Boyd's definitely a guy that we kind of mentioned in passing, but uh, he's certainly you know, an interesting pivot off of a guy like Morton as well. Who's your favorite like top tier uh, pitcher pivot off of Charlie Morton in tournaments? Well, can I say Corbin or do you want yeah. me to pivot off of Corbin and Morton? Yeah. No, just want to reiterate that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still Corbin. I, I like Corbin just as much as I like Morton. If you want to contrarian play like, See, see, here's the thing, Dean. 
like I was super excited like going into this slate about playing like Corbin already. I pulled up his projected ownership and it's under like 5%. So like I'm even more excited about playing Corbin now. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would be that low, but I didn't think it would be terribly high either. Uh, Morton, course, you know, Morton and Boyd are getting a lot in the ownership. Interesting. I uh, see. I thought, yeah, I thought Morton and I feel like Lopez is going to grab some as well. And uh, Flaherty, people kind of got burned from last time, but I think they'll look at him again because of a positive matchup under the umbrella there. Uh, and again, if you watch that last start, he was cruising. And then all of a sudden some goofy Babbitt, just like, a, like four or five or six straight hits or something like that. If you want to like excuse it, uh, that, that's a way to, you know, and I was tilting it too, because I had a good bit uh, of Flaherty last time out, unfortunately, and jumping that he had, Hey, you know, not, not necessarily appealing, but like you said, the Seattle sticks are not necessarily opposing outside of like, uh, you know, team Gersey, you know, uh, Vogelbach, he's certainly an interesting one off there from the left side, but uh, you know, Crawford's been hot, but otherwise that Seattle team is pretty terrible. Uh, summarize the arms before we talk about some sticks. Um, I, I think we could both agree that Morton and Corbin at the top are phenomenal plays. Bauer to be a little different. Matt Boyd to be different. The mid-tier, like you got David Price, you got Pax, and you got Flaherty. Uh, the cheap guys, you got Renardo Lopez against Detroit. You got Matthew Strom against San Francisco. And like I said, I don't hate Tyler Beattie. All right, uh, before we jump and go around the horn, give me a player or two that happens to be a, a core hitter for you tonight. Well, I think I'm going to take a stand on the Phillies just in general today. Um, I, I said I was trying to narrow down my my stacks, and, like, the more I think about it, the more I just really like this stack. You know, they got some fly ball hitters in there um, with Hoskins and Bruce and you just look at Keuchel, and, and like, Dallas Keuchel has looked terrible, and he wasn't great last year. And I think that I'm going to take a stand here. It's super hot in Atlanta. Um, if you start pulling up weather edge and stuff, you're going to like, you're going to like what you see. Um, so I, I really like this. I hope it cools off a little bit in Atlanta. I'm going there this weekend and I watch some Braves games. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Keiko. What's that? No, I was saying Roth is saying that the weather in Washington got worse. That's not good. Oh, as far as like, is there pre- precipitation potentially? Uh, there was like pop-up storms. He had it as um, yellow. He has it yellow orange now. So everything I just said about playing um, Corbin and Cash, I might just play Morton just because of the weather. And it has nothing to do with like the skill set, but in Cash, I might. I always when it's when you have an orange in there, I don't like to go orange. Just say that I convinced you. Just say you that. Convince me, Dean. <laughs> That's it. That's a hitter's ballpark. <laughs> hey, man, t- take it up with Cardi. And uh, you know what? The RG, well, whatever. <laughs> no, hey, listen, it's a hitter's ballpark. It's hot and humid. Wind's blowing out to right. Bats the bump to bats. You got to follow our boy Roth. Like, if Roth is telling me that I, I shouldn't be playing pitchers because it's yellow orange or if I should be bumping the bats, I'm going to listen to the weather guy. He, he looks at it way more than me. Um, he definitely understands it more. You know, we, we fire up Weather Edge here and we start looking at it like, you know, it's not a huge bump in, in Weather Edge. But if Roth is telling me that we're going to have a bump to bats, like I'm going to definitely respect that enough. Well, Atlanta specifically, it's a small sample, I'd imagine, because there's not many years to that ballpark. So, yeah, it's a three-game sample as far as Atlanta. So, like, that, that's always one he kind of gives, like, the, uh, the flag about as far as, you know, treading lightly, depending on what it says. Uh, the Rangers, what he always talks about, too, because he used to have that jet screen, and now it doesn't so much. Uh, so, again, it's a big sample of the Rangers, but who really knows, who really knows what that means? 
Uh, and obviously, tune in the crunch time and see what Roth has to say. He'll give you a more up-to-date update as far as what's going down, whether otherwise in Washington. And you mentioned, you know, picking on Keiko. Keiko's a, a big, he's a name brand and like a free agent. A lot of people, you know, they've they been sought after and you want your team to sign him. But, you know, 5.4%, this is a super small sample, Stevie, but 5.4% swinging strike rate, uh, a 9.8% K rate, 2.53 homers per nine. Again, this, the sample is incredibly small. But uh, he's not looked good. Let's just, he, he does look like he's like in midseason form. Can we say that so far. He looks terrible. There he you looked go. terrible in his. He looked terrible in his two rehab start or his two minor league before he got called up starts. Uh, he's looked terrible in his couple starts here. Like he's given up home runs. Like <laughs> not a, not, Keiko, until Keiko proves me wrong, I'm gonna keep stacking against him. I'll just I'll just say this, and also you're locked in for nine two for Philly as well as far as the innings. Uh, and you know Jose Altuve, uh, you know we like him versus lefties obviously, but and we like him in Coors Field. It looks like a guy who's built for Coors. He hits one of those gaps at the triple for sure. Um, although I don't, I still don't think he's stolen a base since coming back from his hamstring injury, which is somewhat concerning to me. I, it's like ten games now or so or something like that. But he still is just too cheap. You know I, I don't want to pick on Marquez so much. I think he's a good pitcher, especially against righties. But that price is just really, really cheap. And I think Altuve makes for a really, really solid cash game play. Uh, interesting pivot in tournaments because, again, Marquez is really good. I know that Vegas is telling us who cares who's pitching in the mound for, for Colorado or for Houston. We got a 13 total, and that's that. Uh, catchers, always a fun conversation, Stevie. Uh, what about, Grandall, if you have the funds, if you're doubling down as far as cheap pitcher, like a mid-tier and a cheapie, you know, a Grandall. Uh, and since he looks like a lot of fun there, leading off, well positioned for five ABs. Uh, if we don't have the funds for a guy like Grandall, who are we punted with? You already know. I, I bet you if you looked at all the catchers on the slate, and anybody in chat looked at all the catchers on the slate, I, I bet you everybody will could figure out who I'm playing a catcher today. And that is uh, my boy, Jeff Mathis, <laughs> men's salary, in Texas, against Suarez, like – I'm playing Jeff Mathis in cash. Like it's nobody's a, boy is Jeff. Ma- Jeff Mathis. Is he's my boy. As long as he's two K, he's my boy. <laughs> uh, keep being two K. I'll keep playing you. That's fine with me. For what it's worth, Suarez is a bit of a prospect in that Angels organization. I think he's actually their top pitching prospect, but like they don't have any. Uh, I think they, they're more hitter heavy. Uh, Joe Adele, I think, is one of the top hitting prospects in baseball for the Angels. But uh, you know, Suarez has not been good in his cup of coffee so far. For what it's worth, yet. It's just – it's not even that you like Jeff Mathis. It's that he's, he's 2K on DK. You don't have the roster one, obviously, in fantasy draft. But you just want to get in and out as cheap and painless as possible, it sounds like, which I get. It's, you know, it's catcher, save some salary. I punt catcher, I feel like, more than anybody in the industry. Um, I don't mind, like, Zanino. He's 2,600. Um, the dude that's pitching for Baltimore, I've murdered his name. It's like Woji – Choski or something. Well, wait a second. You follow the NBA. You you you, you know Wojciechowski and the Woj bombs, right? It's the same. The I know same the Woj bombs. Yeah, same, it's the same. same. Okay. Uh, well, this Woj is terrible. Where the other one is awesome. Uh, this guy's terrible. So, like, I don't hate Zanino. If you want to pay down, if you're paying up, I think you nailed it. Like, if you pay up, it's Grandall. Um, JT Romuto is another guy that I'll have exposure to. He's 3.8k. It's not like he's over 4k. This whole Philly team is kind of underpriced, and they've been a little slumping, kind of like St. Louis is kind of underpriced on this slate, and they've been slumping. So, you know, you get some good at-bats um, or good bats that have been just kind of struggling. But if you want to pay up, Grindall's the answer. It's it's Rorick. It's in Cincinnati. It's good hitters, weather, weather, and they're guaranteed nine, and he's batting leadoff. There's a good chance he gets five at-bats today. 
What Woj Bomb happens first tonight? Uh, Adrian Wojciechowski tells us about Kawhi or Asher Wojciechowski gives up a dong to like Brennan Lau or Austin Meadows? Asher. Yeah. Does Kawhi even know it's free agency still? He's still just kind of hanging out in this pickup truck and <laughs> he's got the he unplugs. We all know where Kawhi's going. He, he's tweeted like five times in his life and he follows like six accounts on Twitter. Uh, it's it's great. It, like Jamal Crawford's like one of the six people he or everything else is like a company. And like I guess he's friends with Jamal Crawford or something like that. Everybody's been a teammate with Jamal Crawford at some point. He's been on like seventeen teams or so or something uh, along those lines. He's like the uh, the Edwin Jackson uh, of the uh, of the NBA. Uh, you mentioned Real Muto. He is cheap and he is facing a lefty there in Keiko at three point eight k on DK. You don't have a roster on a fan draft, but like he's pretty reasonable there as well. Um, there's not much else to say as as far as catcher to get excited about. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of meh. Uh, first base. First base, I think, is fairly loaded. Uh, is there a clear-cut play for you at first? I know you mentioned you like Reese Hoskins before. Uh, give me pivots away from Hoskins. Why shouldn't I play Reese? Um, like, if you want to go up towards the top, I think Freeman and Muncy are great options. Um, I really like the Dodgers tonight. They're another one of the stacks that I'm going to have uh, exposure to. Clark's not that good. Dodgers are better at home. Dodgers are going to be low-owned tonight because, of course, um, FanDuel, Daniel Murphy is way too cheap on FanDuel. Like, he's a guy that you should certainly be looking at over there. Um, Choi and Goldschmidt are both really cheap. Um, you know, on Fantasy Draft, I probably play both of those guys. On DK, I'm going to end up playing one of the two um, in cash games just because they're just so cheap. They both have good matchups. Um, I'd probably give the edge to Troy just because I think the Rays are going to have a lot of people on and the RBI upside's there. But Paul Goldschmidt is 3.6K against the lefty. Um, I know that there's going to be an opener, but it's going to be way LeBlanc for five, six innings if he goes that long and he's not rocked by then. And, like, you're getting Goldschmidt at 3.6K against Wade LeBlanc. Like, you, you can't – you know, I know he's been slumping and all that. This is a great matchup on paper for him. So, if you read uh, Josh Cole's 10 definitely interesting, possibly helpful MLB notes for Tuesday, July 2nd, he talked about Goldie uh, and how, like, the batted ball profile is fine. He's been hitting the ball hard. So, you can argue he's been unlucky. And, I, you know, I've always wanted to take the bigger sample as opposed to the smaller sample. I, I still trust that Goldschmidt's still really good at baseball and hitting baseballs. So I'm probably going to have Goldie because, like, you know, the price of the Justin and he is too cheap. And, you know, we talked about that ballpark being, you know, not particularly appealing, but his home ballpark's not particularly appealing either. Uh, and we're not afraid of LeBlanc. Although LeBlanc gives up a tick more homers to lefties, but definitely going to give up some homers to righties as well. And that St. Louis team, like around the around the, the industry, just today is kind of interesting. Depending on where you're shopping, especially like Vandal, the entire outfit's like super cheap. Uh, they're cheaper in some spots, uh, you know, on fans drafting on DK. I think Bader. I don't think the lineup just yet, but the, the it's St. St. Louis, yeah, okay, Bader did crack the lineup, and he's a uh, you know a, a pretty cheap play out there. Uh, what two point nine on DK? It's like less than six K, I believe, on fantasy draft. If you want to just flat out punt, I think people are going to look at St. Louis to some degree. Uh, Jose Martinez as well. I'd imagine he's DHing, so that probably should help his chances uh, for not getting pinched for. Uh, anybody else? Really? Oh, go ahead. Just to know, really quick, like uh, as far as like the Choi argument goes, like Woji, like when we saw him pitch in 2017, <laughs> massive fly ball guy, massive fly ball guy. Um, I did a little research. He's been a fly ball guy in AAA this season and last season. He's been giving up a lot of home runs. When you look at the Rays lineup. Like, we like Meadows, we like Lau, we like those guys just in general. But when you start looking into this team, like Pham, Troy, Garcia, Kiermaier, 
um, Wendell, they all hit the ball on the ground a ton. So they're really going to benefit tonight from a fly ball pitcher. You're going to see a lot more line drives from this Tampa team. We saw yesterday Tampa in a monster number, uh, like by, they're like minus 270, minus 280. Today they're minus 310. Of course, that speaks to Morton as well too. But like Wojcikowski, uh, he's not a prospect by any means. He's not 19. He's a grizzly 30-year-old, and he's not good. Uh, as far as the minors this year, I was checking that out earlier as well too. I think it was like 18, 19 homers and like 80 innings, something like that in the International League. Uh, and this is not the International League. I understand it's Tampa and it's not a particularly filling ballpark to hit homers, but uh, it feels like there's a couple of woge bombs on layaway. Uh, yeah, and we mentioned, you know, I, I like Choi. I, I like uh, Goldie. Not really sure I'm going to divide those two. Of course, you can play some Daniel Murphy as you want as well. Let's jump to the old Keystone position second base where, you know, it's loaded. The aforementioned Rays got to like Brandon Lau. We said Altuve is way too cheap over there. Uh, you know, Moustakos is well positioned in Cincinnati. Uh, what are you doing as far as second? I guess – on your cash game on DK or fantasy draft or fantasy draft, obviously you don't need a second baseman, just infielders. Is Altuve your guy because he's too cheap? Altuve is just too cheap. Like you're taking advantage of him being in cores, certainly in cash. Like he's probably going to push 20 plus percent on a 15 game slate. So like in tournaments, like getting away from him is really easy today. Like, yeah. you know, we, we just talked about five second basemen. You just mentioned in passing, like, we can keep going. Like Muncy, Mustakis at the top are in great position um, to destroy their pitchers tonight. Um, like going down, Scooter Jeanette is really cheap. He's just coming back from injury, but he's cheap. He's in in that nice ballpark. Jason Kipnis is really cheap at three point six k. There's there's so many options at second base today. Wendell came back. He's batting eighth. He's two point six. If you want to punt, like. There's a lot of options. Junis has given up a ton of homers this year, 1.71 per nine for what it's worth. And I believe it's around 90 or so in Casey. I know it's on a home run ballpark per se, but uh, Cleveland – and the Cleveland's going to be completely lost this late. Nobody's going to be playing them. But we didn't mention Santana. Of course, you can play Santana as well. And, you, you know, you talk about Muncie. Uh, he's a bit overpriced, I guess, in relation to everybody else. And there's a lot of steps along the way. And those Dodgers, another team that's probably going to go unowned and – Clark uh, gives up a ton of lefty power and uh, stop the Dodgers. They have, they have lefty power, right? They're in LA. I think so. <laughs> they, they have a little bit. Yeah. So uh, for sure, you can play those guys too. That's why, you know, this, this slate is so overwhelming because it's weird. There's a lot of good pitchers and there's a lot of good hitters. You know, it, it feels like there's a pretty clear dividing line as far as who you want to roster and who you want to pick on. You got anybody else for you at second base or you want to jump to third where, you know, it's loaded even more. Um, yeah, third base is pretty loaded too. Um, I, I think that's it for me on second base. Like I could start talking about third base. Um, really like Suarez from Cincinnati. We know Anderson's a reverse splits guy. Um, he's a guy that I really like. I couldn't get him. I think now I will have the savings if I go down from Corbin to Morton, um, to get Suarez in there. Like Jose Ramirez quite a bit. If you're not going up, um, Colin Moran is a guy that has been hitting the ball really well over like the last month, month and a half, and people really just don't play him. So I really like Colin Moran today. He's coming off of a five hit game yesterday. Um, I gotta like it. Did he get one of those hits off of Descalso? He got a hit <laughs> off <of> everybody. <laughs> it was so weird. I wasn't watching the game, but I, I, I guess I, what's going on with Madden? Like they, they pitched Descalso in the seventh when they were down like 10 or so. And then they threw out Craig Kimbrell in the eighth when they were down like 13 or whatever. 
what's going on? I, I don't. I guess they had to get maybe, him just needed, work. maybe he just needed some work. I guess that's what it was. And then Josh Bell definitely worked him over for sure. He took him out for his third homer. Bell almost had a fourth. He had a he had a barrel that was an out for what it's worth. Uh, Jose Ramirez back from his baby, so I guess you can say he's. Uh, well, I guess he's probably. I was gonna say he's well rested, but probably not. Uh, the, yeah, you have a kid. You know that. I guess the kids kind of keep you up at all. Who knows? Uh, but first uh, couple days not bad. Uh, Bregman, Arenado, uh, you know, Mustakos, he's available at third base as well, too. The position's loaded. Like, Chapman's a guy, like we talked about, Oda Rizzi, kind of reverse blitzy, kind of fly ball. He's been lucky as far as over the fly ball. Rate. Like, nobody's going to roster Chapman. He absolutely could bang one out today. Would not surprise me at all. Uh, it, it's just, it's loaded. Uh, Bregman batting third there against Marquez. We don't necessarily like Brady's uh, against, uh, against Marquez, but Bregman, different kind of beast, obviously. Uh, anybody else that's worth a note here at third, or shall we jump back to shortstop? Um, sorry, we're talking about minor league baseball hats in chat. Um, <laughs> what do you wear? Like, what hat is that? You know, it's a Wisconsin hat. Um, I can't pronounce the name, so I'm not even gonna try. So, um, the other guy that I don't hate here is Edwin Rios. Like, he's really cheap. Um, you can play him at third base. I think you can play him at first base too. I definitely prefer playing him at third base. Um, his minor league numbers aren't great, but if he's going to have so much opportunity um, here, I think that, you know, you certainly can look at it. I was just curious. I was Googling Wisconsin. I got the Timber Rattlers. I'm sure that's not what it is, but uh, yeah, I don't. It's, I, uh, I, it's like C. Casa Cabela's, if I had to guess. Yeah, I have no idea. How you say it? We got to so chat. It's Wisconsin Cas- Casa Cabela's, I think is how you say it. All right. I don't know. What, is that an animal? That's a snake, right? Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Shortstop. We got Trevor Story's back in our lives, and he's he's discounted. So, like, that's the first place we have to look, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think Story is obviously a guy you can, you know, pay up for on the slate, you know, in cores. Um, he's not even, like – you're not even like paying up for him is the best part, right? Like 4.5 K for Trevor story. Yeah. Uh, I don't care, care who he's facing at that price. Um, is certainly a guy you're looking at like Gene Segura. I do like, um, I, I do like that as well. Um, man, I'm, I was debating on this cheeseburger hat like the other day and now like everybody's buying in chat. I'm going to have to buy it. There's um, a team the cheeseburgers. No, but like, so the, they're talking about a team. I don't know if it's a team that like is local to them or whatever in chat. And they they have like this like um what is that like skull like skull candy what what is that like logo but anyway and they had a new hat come out like i think it was like last week and um it was a cheeseburger hat it's really cool but anyway all right stop tying my uh, favorite team is the isotopes because it was named after a simpsons episode well the isotopes is the is the team that they're talking about yeah well that that's uh the isotopes it was an homage to uh the, uh, the simpsons play uh Oh God! What's the Springfield? The Springfield Isotopes? I think that's the name of their uh, minor league team. But go ahead, continue. We're it's a it's a fifteen game slate. We have no time for this nonsense. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> shortstop Gene Segura, I like as well off of Trevor Story. I don't mind Francisco Lindor. Um, kind of a theme. I do like Cleveland today. Um, Paul DeJong, if you're wanting to save some money, you know he's really really cheap at three point nine k against Wade LeBlanc in the opener. JP Crawford's really hot. Uh, you're paying up for him. He should be pretty low owned here. Um, Flaherty has struggled with lefties a lot this season. So I do like JP Crawford. All right. Uh, for the sake of time, let's jump to the outfield. Absolutely loaded. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. 
Uh, you know, in cores, you got Blackman, you, you got you got Dahl obviously jumping off the board on the other side. Uh, you know, Springer leading off is certainly interesting. Trout in Texas uh, feels like an awesome play. We talked about how much we like Tampa. Uh, Meadows uh, seems a, like a solid play leading off there but for the Rays against Wojbaum. Uh, your Red Sox are underpriced. Like Betts and J.D. Martinez are taking a, a getting a discount against Thornton, who's not, you know, somebody we're afraid of and in a nice ballpark, and you're locked in for nine innings. And, you know, Yelich, once again, is going to go on. We talked about uh, the Dodger lefties. Well, Bellinger, nobody's going to roster Bellinger today. He's a great play in tournaments. How do we whittle this down? Bellinger is going to be very low owned in an amazing matchup. Um, I have him in my cash build right now. I really like him that much um, as a low owned guy. I really like Yelich. If you're saving some money at some of these positions that we were talking about throughout the infield, and you're playing Mathis, you can get Bellinger and Yelich in your cash lineup. Uh, so I certainly like that build. Um, you, you, like, you like Trout, the third third of those three? Trout's probably my third out of that. I, just, yeah. I, I think Trout probably has one of the best matchups. Um, he's facing a lefty in Texas, massive ballpark upgrade. Well, I guess it's not a massive ballpark upgrade anymore. The Angels ballpark. It's certainly been a lot better this season for home runs because of the the moves and everything with the fences. But um, honestly, like I, I like Yelich and Bellinger. Obviously, Blackman in a, in a really good matchup here. Um, I am like kind of concerned because when you look up like um, your Kaidi's numbers in the minors this season, like he does have really good strikeout stuff. So like I'm a little concerned about playing the the Rockies tonight but not enough where I'm going to fade them by any means. Um, you know, those are the guys that I like at the top. If you want to go down, I think Austin Meadows is a good play. Michael Brantley is a good play in cores. He's cheap. Like 4.5K for Michael Brantley seems way underpriced. Any of the Dodgers lefties that we talked about, um, really anybody from the Angels-Texas game, I think that game's going to be a lot of – there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. Who's your favorite cheapy uh, as far as outfielders? Because it's a lot of guys at the top I like. I don't know if I like any punts necessarily. I mentioned that the St. Louis guys are cheap depending on where you're shopping. you have a punt in the outfield for me? Um, I don't mind Jose Martinez. He's just too – he's so cheap. He's been so good against lefties. Even if he only gets two at-bats against Wade LeBlanc, I think that at 3.4K, I think that's really good. As much as I like Odorizzi and I, I like the fact that he's added that pitch to get right-handed batters out more this season, Chris Davis at 3.5K. Like, I'll play Chris Davis at 3.5K but against anybody well, with his just – his skill set is just so high. Like, he just has so much upside. So, those are the cheap guys that I'm kind of looking at here. Start loading up some questions there in the chat. We're going to knock out as many as possible where you step aside and get out of here make way for crunch time. Do you want to mention you said about Davis – uh, Oakland not, uh, not out just yet. He's been out for several games with a hand. He was hit uh, on his hand, but they're expecting him back. Uh, but just obviously, like always, make sure the dude is in the lineup. Uh, don't play players that are not playing baseball. That's uh, suboptimal. Uh, taking a peek as far as uh, I fired up the old lineup HQ, Steve, if you want to play along at home and see. Uh, obviously, the, the, the refresh is going to be going down uh, all the way up to lock as far as ownership. But I'm curious where people are at. We kind of touched on it earlier. And yeah, so Strom and Flaherty and Morton and Boyd are kind of in a tier. And then there's Paxton uh, as far as ownership. And Ronaldo Lopez is kind of lurking too. Um, you know, what, what do you see out of this grouping? What's interesting to you? We kind of talked about Lopez being kind of sort of chalky as like a, a volatile pitcher uh, on this big slate. You know, Strom is the biggest ownership as of right now. What's your takeaways? 
Um, I, I said one earlier, but I'll just kind of reiterate it. Um, even with the weather, like Patrick Corbin's probably going to be like, no, like nobody's going to play him. So like, if you want to take some shots in tournaments, just, you know, I, I still probably will do it. Mike Miner, 1% owned. I still don't think I can pull the trigger on it, but that's like certainly interesting for his upside this season with um, Ron Coupla behind the plate. Um, Matt Boyd being 21% projected ownership. I, I did not expect that to be. Honest. I agree. I, I think it's a little lower than that. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. But if a lot of people are pitch, pivoting off of Corbin, they're probably going to go down. Well, that's an interesting conversation because, like, I mean, this is factoring in, like, well, if Corbin's only 4% owned and, you know, if he's not playable, then that ownership league can go, in, go even lower. Uh, I, I think Bauer at 9% is kind of interesting for tournaments. That's his upside. He can drop CGSOs with 12Ks. Like, that's something he absolutely can do. Uh, and, again, we talked about the K props earlier. Morton's the biggest guy as far as the K prop at 7.5, and, and a bunch of guys have 6.5 as far as their prop. Uh, I was uh, the plate IQ premium score. I believe it was Morton. Yeah, it's still Morton as the top pitcher. Uh, pretty interesting there. Let's, let's just take a look at the hitters real quickly and see if anything kind of jumps out. Uh, like there, first thing I see, Bellinger's. He's got the highest plate IQ premium score, and he's projected to be 4% owned. Um, yeah. At all the so I'm saying you're getting you're getting Bellinger at such low ownership tonight. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and I understand why he's not going to be heavily owned. It's just and like we talked about, you know, how the, all the elite outfielders, you know, and you can have Trout in the conversation. You can have Yelich in the conversation. Uh, and as far as the biggest hitter, as far as ownership, yeah, we mentioned Altuve. He's got the biggest number in story. Being too cheap makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, all right, I see a bunch of questions in chat loading up, so I don't want to neglect those. Before we do that, so tell me your favorite stacks and three guys that are, that are going to bang out some homers. Dodgers and Phillies, if I'm getting off the chalk stacks. I don't mind some of the chalk stacks. Um, still still like that Reds game a lot. Um, guys that are going to bang out homers, give me Bellinger at the top. Give me Meadows in the low tier or in the mid tier, and then give me Colin Moran in the bottom tier. Questions from YouTube. If you guys are on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Minnesota stack versus Mangdon. I, mean, I guess you can. I mean, I'm not going to discourage it, but I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's probably one of the least best best weather ballparks in in, in on this slate. Um, I'm not gonna tell you not to do it. I just I probably won't end up there. I would need to make at least like 50 lineups before I consider that. But I understand why you're considering it. Just seems a little unnecessary. Gallon versus Flaherty today. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Zach Gallon at all. Um, I lean towards Flaherty because of the weather, but I, I do um, I do not mind Gallon here. He's been really good. I'll check back in five days on Gallon. I just don't love this spot. Uh, I, I just don't love. I don't think he's perfect in this slate. That's just where where I'm at. I'm not like looking to pick on him. That's kind of my thoughts. Uh, Dallas Keiko on Fanduel. We both trashed them. We don't like him, correct? No. Zero uh, interest. Yeah, there's no chance I roster Dallas. Even if he was like in good Dallas Keiko form, he does, still doesn't strike guys out. Like it's just. There's no upside. Uh, Jose Abreu? Probably not. I get why. It just He's going to be low on at first base. He always has upside. He does have good power numbers against, you know, lefties. Weather Edge is telling us that's a good game for bats today. I just don't think I end up on it. But I, can per- I completely understand why somebody would do it. Jose Abreu is a ground ball hitter against a fly ball pitcher in Matt Boyd. So, I get why people would do it. I just don't think I end up there personally. Hottest guy in baseball. Any DJ that may you love for you tonight? 
Is he the hottest hitter in baseball? I don't know. Um, but I don't ever play him, so I don't know. Like he's been crushing. Um, I no, I know. I've been playing him for like the last week and a half because you have to right now. I don't think I end up on him today just because Zach Wheeler is really good at suppressing power against righties. So many pitchers in the slate. Totally forgot to mention David Price. I'm curious to get your take on that. And just uh, I mentioned Price a couple times. Oh well, I guess I wasn't I guess, listening. I apologize. I, I got your back. You you were looking at the cheeseburger hats. You didn't give the hard sell though, did you? Like he's in the con- he's on the board, but like he, just, him and Paxton are the guys in that range that really stand out. When you're looking at Price, it's a team that's very young. They don't have a lot of upside against righty or lefties. They have you know a 21.4 percent you know combined strikeout rate. He's cheap. It's just David Price has been so hit or miss this season. You just kind of hope that if you're playing Price, you get that the good form of David Price. Uh, and that Vladdy's really cheap. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw a video earlier today of Vladdy banging out some homers and some some practice. Uh, I, I don't mind Vladdy. Of course, it's a big opportunity cost at third base, but I'm I'm okay uh, with Vladdy. You know, if you just happen to land there, what's your take as far as Guerrero? I I don't think I'm going to end up playing him today. I like Colin Moran too much. Yeah, I like Vladimir more than Colin Moran. That's just but fair enough. Uh, Reds Brewers game stack. That number now is ten and a half for what it's worth, and it's hot in Cincy. What was the first part of it? You like the Reds Brewers as a game stack? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought that's what you said, but I I didn't hear the Reds part. I was like the Brewers game stack. Um, yes, I do like that. I like stacking that series every time these two teams play. Um, I like to stack these two games or these two teams when these teams play. They just, for some reason, the Brewers and the Reds, when they play each other, they just score a lot of runs. So, um, and it's not like the pitching is great in that game tonight. There's a lot of different ways to do it, too. Yeah, Roark, pretty dramatic splits. And, of course, the lefties lurking for, uh, for Milwaukee. We talked about Moose, Yelich, Grandal leading off. Uh, Thames as well. Uh, don't mind Puig against Anderson's kind of reverse splitsy. Um, any interest in a Baltimore stack? There's no chance I'm stacking Baltimore um probably not i I, like i get a hedge and a and a contrarian stack but on a 15 game slate i don't think you really have to do something that crazy to to generate leverage so this leads to a a great pivot if you want to do the the old leverage stack uh ronaldo lopez uh thoughts on stacking detroit lopez has given up a lot of homers there's not a lot of fun names to pick from necessarily but uh, Castellanos has some pop. I don't mind him. I don't mind Stewart either. Um, I, I would much faster stack the Detroit than Baltimore. What say you? I'm going to have at least one Detroit stack out there just because I'm going to play so much Lopez that I'm going to have to get a little hedge life going there. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. Um, again, like if you have premium, go check out weather edge, go look at, you know, what we're looking at here for Detroit today. It's, it's good hitting weather. Uh, they're asking about umpire data. I guess we must. I thought we kind of sort of mentioned that in passing. Minor has an extreme pitcher's umpire, as does Suarez, as does Marquez. So extreme pitcher's umpire in cores tonight. Uh, Eddings, extreme pitcher's umpire for both Boyd and Lopez as well. That's the only extremes I see as of right now. Uh, let's get another question or two before you step aside and get out of here. Any interest in Bato? He's been better. In my game stacks, I don't hate it. Uh, top two starting pitcher overall today with price considered. Renato Lopez. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Like when you're considering his price, if he goes for like 15 plus, like Dean, like we played Jesse Chavez and Ariel Gerardo last week against <laughs> the team. Like I, I'm willing to take right-handed pitching against this team. It's not always going to work out. 
But if it works out at his price, like he could he could break the slate. Yeah, and like Bobby Wilson's in there, Jordy Mercer's in there. Who are these it's guys? Just bad lineup. They're so I'm, bad. I'm playing some Lopez. Uh, that's it. That, that's that's going to be going down. Uh, Moncada versus Jimenez. Are either one of those guys do anything for you against uh, against Boyd? No. Uh, any Kiermaier love? Bam, Lau. Yes. He's a ground ball hitter. Like all those guys that hit ground balls are good. Tampa's really good today. Yeah, I like. I just wish they, you know, in that ballpark and they're home and they're probably going to win. So they lose the ninth inning, but uh, maybe they get it done in the eight uh, innings they're allotted. Uh, all right, Stevie, finish strong. Give me something good. Uh, give me something we haven't talked about. Give me anything. Give me a nugget. I don't know if I have a nugget for you, but I will say, um, rocking the cheeseburger hat, Reese Hoskin goes yards today. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for Crunch Time with Roth uh, and JSU and Cardi. I'm Dean. I said that already once. I'm still Dean. We're out of here. Holler. Mm-hmm.